dark. of a waste of you know i was listening to the i'm gonna put this in there because this is good i was listening to the always sunny guys talking on their podcast oh and, yeah with uh, charlie and uh, yeah yeah the cast of the oh yeah the always sunny, with the cast of always sunny yeah who would, who would think that they do such a thing but uh, they were talking how they don't want to talk to each other because they don't want to ruin stuff for the have nothing to talk about on the podcast <laughs> that's, I, thought, that's yeah. I thought about that. I think that's a, yeah. that's a very common problem for a lot of people. And they were like, well, it's not like we're going to talk about, but we're going to run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> you know what? It's, I, I want to say this right now. And I, you know, I'm going to probably leave this in for everybody instead of putting it on I'm really excited to talk about that Nina Simone's gum next week. Oh, and I'm way if, excited. If it goes well, I would love to do single episodes about one thing, like a book or an album or something. Oh yeah, I'm totally done for that. I, we yeah, haven't done absolutely. it yet. This is going to be our first test. Every, everything's been a top five, yeah. Yeah, and I think if we can do where it's we talk about one subject for uh, we can we can do that. I'd be really happy to have like let's talk about an album or a book or a movie, just one thing. We'll both watch it or read it or whatever, and we'll do it. Like I think that's great. Fuck yeah, yeah, I think that's um, a really good idea. That'll give us some more options as well. Yeah. Yeah, to really break down and dissect yeah. more of one thing yeah. than just speaking yeah. a little bit about it. Like, really opens up a, a whole vista. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll for sure. It would be impossible not to uh, discover something new about that thing. <clears throat> I mean, it was stuff like we were talking about, I, we were talking about Blood Meridian. Then we'll talk about that one day. You know what I mean? And, yeah, uh, absolutely. How depressing you are after reading it. <laughs> I'm already naturally depressed, so it's all good. Well, it's a state. Uh, yeah. Again, I don't know. How, I wonder how much of that is. Uh, is uh self uh you know i don't think it's self i think it's i think it's the lifestyle that we have to do in this country in this world it makes people depressed we make them get up early not miss their family miss their friends not have any fun work (laughs) work for slave wages and labor come home tired and then be expected to live a full day after they've worked it's what 7 20 right now I, yeah. I clocked in and work uh 14 hours and 20 minutes ago. yeah we're not we're not fit to actually live like this it's not sustainable you know yeah, it's, it can be i mean i'm not i'm not going to complain though i'm going to complain because it's wrong it's a wrong way to live we shouldn't have to live like this no, i understand Human beings, again, you know, I don't know. You, you, we're not we, meant we, to we've, had, we, we've gotten to this point of the conversation where, where this is where I say, like, oh, you need some kind of fucking struggle or something. But I don't know. I, but I get what, where, where you're coming from. Though. Well, I think an internal, I think an internal struggle is different than making mass people struggle for no reason. 
but so I mean, just live. That, I mean, isn't the internal struggle that that much more affected by the external life? Uh, well, here's the thing. No, no, I don't think so because great philosophers often didn't work. And let me tell you something right now. If you, what do rich kids often do? They get into art, or they get into something experimental, or they get into something fun, and that can be a struggle emotionally. But they always go to artistic things. Why is that? Because the natural state of man is to discover and create and to look inside themselves. Yeah, but also a lot of those kids who only get to art school how much of how, how much experience do they really have to go off of experience for what in what then go in well there's anything, plenty plenty of people where that they, where they participate in life and and get, get that struggle and, and, and take their part in the suffering but you can choose to do that stuff and and not not make it be your entire life if you choose to go dig ditches in venezuela you can do that. You can want to do that. There's plenty of people who don't get paid to build missions or build churches or do plenty of things in other countries that make them toil. And they're not doing it because they have to. They do it because they choose to. The natural state of people, we will create. The natural state of man is, is we will help other people and we will do other things. We will create. And some people will will wanna, want to build things and struggle that way. And other people want to do this. But to, to impose that on an entire race of people because of money, be, because some asshole wants to make it off your back is nonsense. We've made slaves of people. And that's not a, that's not a good state. That's not a, uh, you, you, you don't get anything from that except to struggle. You can struggle without people. stuff. I'm not saying you should make slaves of people. And I'm not saying there's an impossible way of doing these things without making slaves of people. But I think there's no denying the natural hierarchy of people that occurs in you know in groups, right? So I mean, well, there's there's a there's a certain tribalism to it, but you know we're we're at a state right now where we're worse off than the people in the French Revolution. We're worse off than peasants, and those states eventually crumble. They fall by the wayside because people in mass get sick of being treated like shit. Think we're worse off than all that shit. We are. We are uh, by a lot. You know, in in margins of uh, wealth disparity and margins of maybe not always treatment. Uh, of course, you know, times have changed, but in, in wealth disparity, certainly, that's a fact. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just me and my consumers' fucking ways, but I I I feel like there's so much available to us now that. Okay, yeah, but here's the thing is we're supposed to have a free market where they go, oh, you know, uh, industry and and uh, the market creates creativity, but they've strangled the market. There's no free market. There's no such thing as a free market. If you put something out there, you're going to get crushed by a bigger guy. That's not the free market. You can't undercut Walmart. That's not the free market. That's the opposite of the free market because they're subsidized by the government. So once the government's got their hand in the free market, now it's no longer a free market. So we've destroyed the consumer market by creating a fascist state in which the companies control the government so that no real change can be had. Why, why are there three companies that control all the oil in the world and set prices for it? But how does that make any sense? Well, that's certainly not consumerism, is it? How is it that, uh, uh, that most of Walmart's employees have to be on food stamps? Well, that's, not, that's not the free market speaking, is it? I don't know. I'm not saying that the way I'm thinking of it 
the way that all these people who are on top, you know, I'm not saying it should be the way it is. I think there, there should be, and I think that the small adjustments do exist and are available to us if we find a way to make it work without. But what you're saying is that, that is that we have a lot of things and you like the things and I agree with that. There's a lot of, we have a lot of great, uh, but you know, if you look at all these things that we have, a lot of them are created by people who didn't make any money off of it. All these open source things that we have, people did for free. Look at Wikipedia. <laughs> so you're talking about the market. There, there's your market. People will do it because they want to do it. I mean, quite, no, li I, quite so literally, hard. I use Wikipedia as an example. It was created by people for free, for free. And it's the biggest source of information we've ever had since the Library of Alexandria. Yeah, but I mean, also how much of that is also, you know, true. Isn't it over? Isn't a lot of that stuff able to be changed? Like, isn't anyone able to change? Yeah, I mean, they have people yeah. curating it. You can change it, but then you have to cite sources. I mean, there's a reason for that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I use the conversation. I'm sorry. I, I use right now. I use a. I use an open source web browser called Vivaldi. I didn't pay for that. They didn't get paid to make it. That's the best thing I use for web browsing. And Vivaldi, if you're listening to this, we would really like a sponsorship. <laughs> Let's do it. But uh, I, hey, I would love to get someone saying, "Hey, guys, you, you know, I listen to your." Your dick and ball podcasts and give you a sponsorship. You seem tired. Get a long oh, day. Yeah, of course, because of the, uh, the the workload. The toiling. Yeah. All that shit. It's, I'm and looking at a computer screen all first, all 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 day. So I'm sorry to hear that. I really am. Yeah, but it's not only that. I mean, you've got to fucking use it. I'm using my head all every day. So. And with your brain capacity, that's the work of two men yeah i can barely do a podcast <laughs> uh, we also have to not today we had to do that thing for sign peaks at some point yeah yeah we should do that when you're more you let me know if there's ever a time you we could just do it like it's only a two-minute thing we can do it when you're feeling oh, yeah, i'm down for whatever whenever you want to do it more spry let me know when you're free and you're feeling frisky and yeah um, i can i can fucking hype myself up right now if you, if you do. Well, I'd have to, let's not do it right now. Let's, we're already in the middle of something. No, I'm just you saying, want, whenever you need me. I'm, yeah, whenever you are whenever you want to do it, just hit me up and say, hey, man, I'm ready to do it, or we could do it before the next know, show. Give me, give me 10 minutes to make a pot of coffee, and I'll be good. <laughs> I figure we should do it when we're not doing the podcast, so we can kind of just have fun with it, play around with it a little bit. Yeah, and we, yeah, we want totally. to, I want to do a commercial for him, too. We, we said we could do like a 90-second thing and see what we get from there. Do a couple outtakes and... You know, yeah, you can see what, what works best. All right, let's get this show on the road since uh, yeah. we've been talking about uh, very important things here on the Dark Beast podcast. I kind of like when we go a little serious. People like when we get serious about stuff, they like to hear it. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, I don't know because they, they they know us, in a way, yeah, in a way, they in a way, and in, so, in the biblical I way. I'll tell you, people masturbate to this show. I'm telling you, I've gotten at least two people who told me that. So, <laughs> letting you know, someone's out there enjoying themselves to this <clears throat> hello everyone and welcome to the dark peaks podcast <laughs> the dirtiest place this side of the roadhouse and the only podcast on the entire of the internet to hear about twin peaks no uh ovary girls talking about it no 
five guys in a percolator. No, whoever the fuck else. This is just us, baby. There's no one else out there. You look them up, you ain't going to find them. They don't exist. Don't exist. They're tulpas. Uh, yeah, they're not even tulpas. They're, they're like, uh, what's lesser than a tulpa? Fucking uh, car- carpet. Blink. Of course, I am Demon Peaks, Sean O'Malley, as it says right there. I get questions about my name all the time. Is that your real last name? Yeah, it's my fucking real last name. Because everyone <laughs> is expecting to see you with colored ass hair with a big old fro and skinnier. And oh, like yeah. Well, it was also a, a, one of them was Pope. Sean O'Malley was up for Pope. On them kid fuckers. When they changed the Pope a couple of years back. Um, this is, of course, Gothpiece Adam. That's his real name as well. You know, we questioned your fucking real name. Um, That's why. He says nobody, wait, somebody did question my real name? Or? No, nobody's ever questioned your name. There of you course, go. It's, it's normal. It's, it's fine. Adam. Okay, I'm a fucking shitty. On today's show, we're going to talk about Twin Peaks, season one, episode five, Cooper's Dream, which has very little to do with Cooper's Dream. <laughs> as we. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> Not a whole lot of Episode two should have been Cooper's dream. <laughs> yeah. It's not fucking... Okay, so we have a different understanding, I think, of uh, what, what we call the episode numbers. Uh, episode, so you're, you're episode two. two your episode two is my episode three. Yeah, yeah. It should, that should have been Cooper's dream. Yeah. Before we I start, agree. I want to give a shout out to people who did our opening song. Lula is in trouble. The song is Midnight oh, Coffee. Belper. I also want to, before I do anything else, I want to talk about Wisteria Lodge. They have a live show coming out. They got a new song coming out. I just want to say, probably be out by the time this podcast comes out. But I just want to give them a shout out and say, you guys are great. We love you here. You're officially the favorite band of the Dark Peaks podcast because you were on it. (laughs) So until we get another band. So until, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You guys are are number one. Uh, If you're on YouTube, our logo is not done by Corvid Days. Find them on Etsy. They do amazing work. I've worked with that. I, I always say she's a broad. I, I think she's a young, a, a young uh, colored lady. Young lady. Uh, yeah. Of some or a period. I don't know if she's Indian or black or something, but she's fantastic. I don't even know if she's that. Just a pair of picture. Her, her her picture that she made for herself is so she could be a guy cosplaying as a as a black woman. As far as I don't know. Culture, cultural appropriation. Yeah, I don't have any. I'm not going to make any judgments or opinions. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You could you possibly support someone who culturally appropriates. Yeah, I well, I don't really give a shit. I'll appropriate all the cultures. That's what the melting pot fucking, is. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. And the show opening was done by Goth himself, and it's always always good. Frank Booth is in there. Wish I could talk about Frank Booth some more. We should do a. We should, you know, I just watched Blue Velvet on uh, David oh, Lynch's birthday. Beautiful and, uh, movie. Dude, I think it may have been my favorite viewing of Blue Velvet. I think it was my third viewing of it. And it really? It may have been my favorite. Yeah. It's, yeah. Nothing, nothing I get different more, about what I was doing. I it's get just, m- fucking awesome. more out of that film than any other Lynch film when I watch it. What is it in that movie that does it for you? If you you know, can it down to one thing? Um, if you can't, that's hard to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna honestly say it's the acting in that. It's probably the best acted thing Lynch has. Everybody in it knows their character. He's you know, you look at a movie like Inland Empire, no one has any fucking idea what they're doing. And he, admittedly, they were given the scripts that day, they didn't know what they were filming. Mulholland Drive, like I said, is a little bit of a mess. And just everybody in that nails their part. They understood the role. Yeah. And that's not something you can say in every David Lynch stuff, because part of his charm is that not everybody gets it. 
that's even in the movie. And this one, it just, there's no scene where I, I kind of roll my eyes and go, okay, yeah, I get the joke. No, everybody's, everybody's, is it's you know, it's his Chinatown, you know what I mean? Like, okay. just really smoothly done. All the characters are believable. I, be, I, there's not a scene in any part of that movie where I don't believe what's going on. Oh, absolutely. And I think to add to that, I have to align my, you know, my view of that, of like all the weird shit that happens that with, uh, I, I heard uh, David Foster Wallace give like a little bit of like a review or talk about Eden Velvet. You know, he loved it. He was a big fan of the movie. And he was just talking about how everything weird that happens in that movie, like everything with, you know, especially the yellow man and, uh, and um, Isabella's and his uh, husband and that. Yeah. When, when, when uh, Jeffrey Dolan walks into them, just dead, they're in a fucking weird position, right? Yeah. That yellow, yellow man standing. And everyone looks fucking weird, but there's something about it that still makes so much fucking sense. Yeah. About it, how you, it's it, all laid out. Nothing about it seems seems like it wasn't supposed to be like that no no it feels curate like i wasn't gonna cure it feels like that scene makes sense for the world that they live in i i did a poor job in explaining it the way you did it but if you guys searched in foster Wallace blue velvet i'm sure you will sure find a better explanation than what i was able to give right now we'll talk about we'll we'll do a review of blue velvet one day we'll get we'll get to that I totally yeah i would love to talk about blue velvet um it's we'll good. do all we'll do all the lynch films yeah, one, one subject episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a cool thing to do. This episode was directed by Leslie Linka Gladder. I'm sure, we've talked about her before. Worked on TV shows like NYPD Blue, Law and Order SVU, Freaks and Geeks, West Wing. Pretty much a dependable hand in the TV uh, realm, and we find out why in this episode. I think she did an excellent job as a director in this episode. Uh, an excellently shot episode, uh, written by Mark Frost. Uh, Mark has a lot of good ideas about Twin Peaks that have thus been totally <laughs> forgotten, misused, uh, mishandled. I've said it before, the Mark Frost books are first drafts until David Lynch gets a hold of it. Yeah, until David Lynch yeah. He looks at it and goes, I'm not going to do any of this, and then just fucking chucks it, and then that's it. That's the end of Mark. Mark Frost is pretty much a useless, uh, the, the most useless man in Twin Peaks. I hate to say it. It's just what he is like. Unfortunately. Yeah, he has so many. And this episode specifically, I'm going to spoil it. I'm not going to say anything. And he does an excellent job with all of the characters. The yeah. writing is superb. Oh, yeah. Especially so, uh, Audrey. Yeah. Oh, she's perfect in this. So we'll start out uh, fantastically. One of my favorite openings in Twin Peaks. The brilliant Cooper's frustration, his agitation, the singing him talking to diane yeah that's yeah that that i I'm love just it up it's so it funny. is perfect and his face just being like and he holds like a dramatic pause um and we learned that cooper is a light sleeper um he mentions being in new york not being able to sleep you know uh, i just think that in general he's not a very very heavy sleeper which is funny because he's from from philadelphia you know, pretty used to the noise, right? Yeah, it's fucking. I lived in Philadelphia. It is not a quiet city to live in. Maybe a lot of that noise is a lot more trouble, and since all the noise is on his well, floor, the thing, the thing noise. that I've noticed is I, 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 need noise to sleep, and I've lived in big cities, and I live by highways, and I've lived in stuff like that, and the noise in a city and the noise in a town are way different. Oh yeah. I like I when I used to go to my ex's, she's from a town like Twin Peaks, like 
one stoplight in the whole town. I think her graduating class was 30. <laughs> and when we would go there, I couldn't sleep because I could hear everything. I could hear that's going on in the yeah, in the whole town. I could hear a truck coming in. I, I like it would drive me. I'd be like, I can't sleep like this. And I'm used but to like noise. Yeah. A city is like, like a symphony of noise. Yes. It's more that's yeah. A beautiful way to put it. It's a symphony of sounds. It's a symphony, it's a cacophony of yeah. of just beautiful. And so I I think Cooper's problem is that he's not used to this small town life. And yeah. now motherfuckers are singing. And I love their singing too, because it continues well into the morning. <laughs> and That's the best part. I want to point out something that I really like about Cooper here is he still, in his frustration, points out something to the waitress that, oh, they're going to need a day or two to reset their clocks. Like, he's still very observant. And, you know, yeah, and, and I like that. It's a very nice detail of him just be like, okay, I get it. I'm still frustrated, but here's a fact about it. Like, very in character. And Miss Horn shows up, and she looks extra, extra nice here. She looks extra pretty. She's yeah, beautiful, hair, always. Hair some, in the middle and yeah, something about her, she, her, you know, her coyness or something. And Cooper's in no mood for BS, but he still flirts with her. And the line here that's the most obvious flirt is, you know what I'm going to say? How old are you? Eighteen. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little silence before. We'll it was and it's his how his voice went up like oh we'll see you it was so that's the horniest <laughs> we've seen cooper though thus far oh, yeah. like by oh, a long yeah. shot um Absolutely. like he couldn't he's so tired he couldn't keep it together that's that's the horniest we see him i don't think we see him anymore horny. even when he bangs annie he's not horny because i would oh yeah absolutely. i wouldn't be he would be yes yeah. i mean heather graham is beautiful but if i had to listen to her fucking talk for more than a second i'd fucking have to kill myself yeah, put on put on put on some roller skates and shut the fuck up, Heather Graham. <laughs> and we move to Mr. Jerry Horn, who's also fantastic here, over the top. And we see why he's Ben's man in the field. He's charming, he's funny, he's a diplomat. You know? He's a people person, yeah. You know yeah, he's a people, people person. And, yeah. He's got that terrible outfit on. <laughs> so awful. It looks like he's, he's, he's like an older, uh, older uh, ducky. He, oh big. yes yeah. i was gonna yeah. say he looks like a fucking uh choir boy the big yeah. vestment on or something but i like yeah. ducky from that uh, with it's the hair <laughs> that makes him look like ducky and uh he's got that leg of lamb leg of lamb looks excellent oh yeah, yeah that's an excellent leg of lamb. <laughs> and i just love heaven. i love him talking about hepa you know Heppa, Heppa. i always thought he was saying heifer as like yeah, like, 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 the, like the steer <laughs> Yeah, from Rocco's modern pig. life. I said pig. Yeah, I meant I meant cow. Sorry. Yeah, um, and we get to meet Hepa later. Yeah, and she's definitely not a cow. No, no. So I would certainly say not. she's very pretty. Yeah. Uh, Jerry has a line here that I really like, though. Uh, Ben's like, "They're going to have the best and brightest Twin Peaks," and he goes, "Where are we holding a phone booth?" <laughs> and I'm like, yes. "Yeah, yeah." And then they're going to go to One-Eyed Jacks, and Leland shows up, and he's a mess. And I would simply not have this man back at work. Oh yeah. <laughs> and no, I, I, I love that Did no one would fire him or what? No, I would take take, take a leave because he's not doing well. Yeah, and no one cares. Not a, an official leave yet? <laughs> no one cares. Ben and Jerry are so dismissive of him. They're so rude. It seems uh, typical for the Palmers for uh, yeah. no one to uh, pay attention to their, to to their, their problems, right? Terrible issues that they have. 
Yeah. No, but that's 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 I think a relatively good point that even comes up later in the episode when you see when you see him dancing in the end mm-hmm. and everyone's just like not nobody gives a shit. Attention. Well, yeah, and he even cares. he even says something. And he says, "I'm scared," and they're just like, Ooh. and he's like. He's confessing to something. He's I'm I'm scared, and we never find out yeah, what it he's. Was, it was even after he uh, uh, Ben said like take Sarah. Take yeah, Sarah, he's like I can't. I'm scared, yeah. and I would love to see where that went because there there's a lot there that that mm-hmm. doesn't get explored. Yeah. Um. We then go to Jacques Renault's apartment, another fun set piece. We don't really ever see. I don't think we ever see Jacques' apartment again, and Cooper's just he goes in and there's no donuts. The one thing, and he are there more donuts. <laughs> he's just so broken. He sounded so sad and defeated. He's about so it. broken. It's the opposite of James asking for the fruit punch because I like Coop, so it's like, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, we find out that Jacques' blood is on Leo's shirt. An interesting factoid, and I like that he does it before Doc Hayward says it. Mm-hmm. And Doc Hayward's like, "Oh, what are you here for, Doc? What the fuck are you here for? <laughs> Go home." He's supposed to complete that uh, that that photo op moment later yeah. on. Later, yeah. Where he's also useless at, may I add? Uh, right. We'll get to, we'll get to that though. And and so they find Flesh World. Is it sticking in the ceiling? I don't. I never got that, dude. Like, what the fuck is? At the first, I, I thought maybe it was paneled a paneled ceiling, but they show the ceiling and it's one solid piece. Yeah. So, so I didn't get it. How right. did he fucking? I missed it. Did he jack Somebody off? Tell like, us. Stick it Somebody to the tell ceiling? us, please. Like, I don't understand. You have to watch it again or something. It was just supposed to be a funny gag, I guess, but it didn't work for me because I'm like, where did that come? Why is it on the ceiling? Yeah. It's like the scene in a scary movie where he fucking comes and she's plastered to the ceiling. <laughs> yes. That's what we're supposed to think. <laughs> um, and I like how uh, Coop knows a ton about Flesh World just right off the bat. Like, he's... <laughs> He's uh he's indulged in much. the mail order prostitution. <laughs> and how much of a pain in the ass is it to not have like a backdoor pages? They have to run their prostitution scam via mail. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> we get the guy with the beard, he's no Georgia Peach. <laughs> yeah. And if you look at the writings on the page next to Leo, they don't make a ton of sense. The one above Leo's truck is attractive ebony male, 28, 5'1", 160 pounds, seeks female for friendship and erotic pleasure. That's certainly not Leo's. Definitely not. <laughs> and then no below, it, if, below it is single white male, 25, 6'2", 175, young and virile. That could be Leo, I'm guessing. Could be. Is he yeah. 25 in this, do you think? Is he supposed to be 25? He could, yeah, he could be. Because I mean, Shelly's how old? Right Shelly is eighteen. We go. I'll get to that later. Because there's something about yeah. that that I was surprised about. Uh, you think Leo's six two? No, I don't think so either. But you're lying. These things. You would lie in it. Yeah, which is what leads me to believe is that the the ebony male above is, is Leo. No, is actually the uh, the Twin Peaks wrestling coach. He's 28 years old, 160 pounds. Uh, he's lying about his weight. That's what he's lying and about. His, and his height, 5'1". <laughs> he could be five. Yeah. He could be 5'1". I don't know how tall that, that, that guy is. He he's that certainly coach. lying about his age and his weight. 
I like that idea though that that's the, that's that's, the only black dude. He's the only black guy on the whole show. <laughs> he's the only black dude I've seen in Twin Peaks. I'm sorry. Uh, the, yeah, <laughs> he is outside of the guy from the Mod Squad who was an FBI guy later. Yeah. Um, there's yes, really that, no... that's that's what leads me to believe is that the, the gentleman, the ebony male, is the, the ebony we, we, male. I let, this is canon now. We've solved it. <laughs> the wrestling coach is he's a squirrel trying to get a nut, huh? Yeah. Um, we go to Leo's where you know what I want to say something about before is that uh Shelly cooks and she says Leo hates her cooking. Bobby, of course, says, What does Leo know? But he doesn't fucking eat any of it. So Shelly is a bad cook. That's true. You don't see him eat any of it. That's true. <laughs> Shelly is obviously a terrible cook. <laughs> Leo thinks she's a bad cook. Because Bobby's not going to say it. He's going to be like, oh, yeah, baby. You're such a good cook. You look so on. hot when you cook, babe. Yeah, like, <laughs> Shelly can't fucking cook. We've learned that. That's why she's, a, you know, and that's the thing. I knew a lot of servers that can't cook. Yeah. They just fucking depend on the kitchen to cook. For, they can't cook his shit. <laughs> like, have there been times where a server has had to uh, go into the kitchen and cook? Yeah, it's, it's rare, but it's happened. Maya, to go on a tangent here, my my wife couldn't cook, and I, I don't mean couldn't cook. I mean she couldn't fucking microwave something. She Always would. <laughs> yeah, I made chili one time, and I said, "Just put it in a bowl, put it in the microwave." I come home, there's a broken bowl. She had her hand cut. She hadn't eaten all day. <laughs> And she, it, I'm like, she Are you? All day. no, and and she she ran two restaurants, and she had like a master's, like she was a super intelligent person. She couldn't fucking cook to save her life. Like if I didn't feed her, she would just die. <laughs> and at people at work, she they would cook for, her, and she had the most annoying thing that she would do at work, and she would come up to the the the, the, the kitchen. And look at one of us. And if I wasn't there, she would still do this to other people, not just me. She would go, I'm hungry. <laughs> and expect us just to figure out what that meant. We would just make her food. And she would never say what she wanted. Well, what do you want? <sighs> hungry. Hungry. <laughs> Roll her eyes and a big. <sighs> That's why I can't stand people rolling their eyes to shoot at them all the time. And we would have to figure it out. And it would be a big problem if you didn't. <laughs> and she did to me one day and another girl walks up to me like two days later and goes i'm hungry and i said get the fuck out of my goddamn kitchen so don't ever fucking come over here and do that shit to me again how how dare you try that on me that was like a secret thing for you now everybody can uh, get, it was never allowed to say i'm hungry no i hate it just uh, a trigger now but she did it to me and and she yeah and I, I was like how she's like well i saw you i thought she couldn't close her mouth properly I saw your wife do it, and I'm like, fuck you. She can do it. You can't do it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I that was perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect, yeah. Um, so servers often can't cook. Uh, I know this from experience. None of them can fucking do anything. <laughs> that's, why yeah, that's why I date them. It's fine. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Um, I think it's interesting. The first few times I watched this, I thought Shelly was a year or so older than the rest of the kids. You know what I mean? No, yeah, she's the same age. I, I, I just always assumed the first couple times I watched it because, like, she dropped out eleven. They mentioned her dropping out eleventh grade as if it's a long time ago. Do you know what I mean? Not last yeah. year. 
yeah. They just how they talk about how they talk about it is like, oh, she dropped out in the eleventh grade. Like that was the so Leo. Yeah, that so was I so long ago and not last year. <laughs> it just weird how shit, they man, some weird statutory shit. Yeah. Well, and, and you know what's funny about this is is Madison is three years younger than Dana here. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> in real life, um, I just always assumed uh, the first couple times I watched her, I was like, "Oh, she must be nineteen or 20. You know what I mean? Just how they act, how they act towards her, because no one acts like they went to school with her. They act like she's doesn't exist when they went to yeah. school with her for for eleven years. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they had that long at least. Yeah, it only took a year to fucking make that much of a disconnect. Yeah, how so long they, it's been. They just totally. It's only been, well, they're only seniors, so it's only been a year. I could have only yeah, been so a year. Yeah, only a year then. Maximum, it's the end of the year, so two years. Like it's not that long ago. <laughs> Just how everybody treats Shelly is so like, oh, that bitch dropped out She's in the fifth grade. Else. Yeah. yeah, and and I want to say Bobby and Shelly have a lot of chemistry. Oh yeah, a lot of chemistry. Very sexy, Very sexy couple. Very um, sexy. And couple. they have fantasies of making Leo their bang maid or. <laughs> What is their fantasy here? They're gonna make Leo uh, cook for them. Yeah. Okay. Is that it's, hot for them? Does that do it for you? I don't want a guy who beats up my girl, my married girlfriend, to cook for me. Well, you know that Bobby wants to make a cuck on Leo. I mean, so that's what that I was. Later. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna use so, the c word, the cuck word, but it's definitely a cuck fantasy. It's a cuck old fantasy. <laughs> I just don't. It's. I think it's overused, you know. But it's in this case, out of context too, right? Yeah, often out of people are like, "Oh, cuck!" I'm like, "I didn't mean this." Is definitely yeah, about no, cucking, no. Leo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the correct usage. There's an example uh, of it later. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Bobby's sexy gunplay is interrupted by his sheer panic when he thinks it's Leo <laughs> arriving. <laughs> uh, and I want to say, I I knew a girl who, um, I didn't know the guy that did this to her. But I, she got shot in the vagina because a guy was using it as a, a toy and wasn't yeah, practicing wasn't practicing trigger discipline properly. I guess. And she was okay. She has a hole like a hole in her back. She was a nice girl, but got shot in the vagina. So don't play with your guns like that. I mean, as nice of a girl can as nice as a girl can be. I mean, who got, got shot? shot. In the I mean, How I good can a girl really be if she got shot? In the I, I don't, you know, I didn't know her intimately, so I, I don't know. She was a polite person who was mm, open to talk. As she was polite open. and as nice yeah. as, as can nice be as, as one that someone who got shot. I, I think if you get shot in the genitals, any sort of rudeness you would have is gone. I think you were living some kind of scummy ass lifestyle when you got shot in your genitals you gotta, I think you gotta find Jesus after that honestly if you get shot in fucking genitals Only way to go. like if I got shot in my genitals I'm gonna probably change the way my life is going <laughs> <laughs> wait so you said she got a hole through her back? She, yeah it went out her back the bullet <laughs> I mean it just is what it is <laughs> I'm not saying anything else <laughs> Uh, uh, extra holes there. So, um, um, yeah, I'm well, um, <clears throat> and we get to see Andy show up, and Shelly is a great liar. She shows it here. She's so convincing. She's just like, oh, I don't know. Oh my god, I don't know. And I believe it. And Andy, of course, believes it. And Bobby's getting rock hard watching her lie to the cops. 
Oh yeah, that's I was just gonna say he's loving that. <laughs> he's like, oh my uh-huh like these two are so good <laughs> these two are thrill seekers you know what i mean no wonder they don't last i mean you can't escalate this level after uh cu after cuckoldery and police lying i don't know where you go <laughs> and gunplay too <laughs> and gunplay i don't know where you go sexually from that <laughs> where you move from that What's um, uh? Well, what did they say in that first episode in the car? The the, the stage rocket. It's a it's a, it's a ten stage pocket rocket. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sixty five. What 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 David Lynch thinks teenagers sound like? <laughs> Is that <laughs> no fucking idea what he's talking about? Uh, they might be my favorite couple, except a couple we'll see in a moment. So Leo calls blah blah blah. But another couple. Uh, who gets some stolen moments together is Norma and Ed. Oh, and this is another great scene. They both feel hurt. Hank is coming home or back as she corrects herself. I like that. It was very subtle, very little thing that she says. Yeah. Um, and it sucks for them. You know, they give up themselves every day. You know what I mean? Like Nadine's mental illness, Hank's violence. They just have to endure these people around them. Yeah. Uh, and it's very, it's very sad because you know, what does Norma say here? They never want to hurt anybody. They never take what's theirs. And yeah. This is a, a very sincere. Yeah. yeah. What do you make of it? I mean, because doing what you want, I mean, I mean, trying to go out and follow your own bliss, you can potentially hurt other people in the process, and they just don't have the heart to do it. Right? No. And, and so Nadine it's, is, it's, it's heartbreaking. is definitely mentally ill. Like, Nadine's mentally ill. Like, she needs help. Oh, yeah. And not the help in this town, like a real help. <laughs> and it, it's sad, man, right? because when I see when I see Nadine interact with uh, with Ed, it's uh, I mean I know you know what's going on, like Ed is cheating on her, with, with yeah, and everything. But she, but you know still, what, like, she knows it too. Yeah, it's a denial thing, right? So I mean, I don't know. It, it, it just it, it breaks your heart to see. It really and, breaks your heart to see him, but also you got to understand that. That's gonna fucking hurt someone. Both both people in the end of that. It's not doing them any good to to be in this relationship. It's not doing anybody yeah. any good. I mean, um, uh, we move from what is a rather sad scene to another erotic display by Miss Audrey Horn, where with a, a young Emery Battis, uh, and she's so good here. She changes from like uh, sweet to Audrey, like that, like and. Oh, yeah. And her facial expressions, her voice, her cadence, her attitude. Um, you know, he's hesitant to give her the perfume counter because he's, you know, it's smart because he's running a hoe train through there. Um, oh, yeah. And then she threatens to get the man done for rape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like shit. And he loves it. We find out this is his kink later. But oh, yeah. you can tell he here when shit. he goes, Miss Horn. And he's got a pocket rocket when he says that. Yeah. What Talk about that one, fucking hell, man! <laughs> he was, uh, and I was all about it. I'm not even a guy who, who was into that, but I'd call her Miss Horn if that's what it required. If that's what it took, call you whatever the fuck you want. Call your grandma. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> she was on fire here. This is the. She's been on fire as a as a just a as a good character, as an interesting character, a, a femme fatale and intelligent and just a very a great character. So thus far. That wouldn't be my, my, it was a great scene with Audrey. It wasn't my favorite scene in the episode with her. Though. No, that's coming up. That's coming up yeah. later, I think. Um, mm -hmm. We then move to a gazebo. 
what I removed, I reviewed a movie recently called Christmas Bounty, where they kept talking about gazebos. There wasn't one fucking gazebo in the movie. It was trellises. They kept using trellises and saying they were gazebos. I don't even know what a trellis is. <laughs> it's like a, okay, so it's like a often a plastic or wooden piece that you can walk through. Often people will walk through with like a marriage thing and there's plants on it. Like a circle, oh, like a, like okay, a, that's a trellis. It'll often be an accent piece. You'll walk through it through a restaurant or through a marriage thing. It's just a, a, a circle thing like this that has plants on it. It's a trellis. Okay. okay. A gazebo is an entire structure. Oh yeah, it's a whole it's thing. A, it's a, it's, you know, it's like an octagonal structure. You, you are in it. Yeah, you in can it. go in it. Yeah. And they kept saying gazebos, something about New Jersey and gazebos. Wasn't one fucking gazebo in the whole goddamn movie. And I, I watched well, my review. Gazebo. What yeah, you and about? I got a little hot about it. And I think I broke into like a Jersey accent yelling about it too, because it's hard not to. I'm watching a movie about it's Jersey. Goddamn cocksuckers don't know yeah. what a fucking gazebo is. Yeah. yeah, that's you sound like a good, that's a good cab driver guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> this, sure, so I was trying to be Joey Diaz. <laughs> you know, you can't be Joey Diaz. You don't want to. You don't want to do what do you that. Mean I can't cocksucker. <laughs> I love listening to him talk. I want to hear him narrate stuff. I watch a lot of guys on Instagram. They're like Italian mooks, you know, like Gabones from fucking New York review food because I just get a kick out of it. You know what I mean? Guy went down to the fucking uh, went down to the fucking deli here. Got a fucking ham and egg on a bagel. Hey, boy, <laughs> man, what are you doing back at Mucci? You know what I mean? I love listening to these motherfuckers talk. And then they always oh, give it some arbitrary review. Mm-hmm. Three or four out of three, four cabs out of nine. Hey, hey, hey pomade. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck anybody's talking about, but it's fantastic. Give it a not again, like give it a, a score up for a non-related reason or something. Yeah, it's like give him <laughs> three you know, Joe like Pesci. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give it another give him three Joe Pesci's for the for the gazebo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't fucking mean anything. But I love this to him. I like New York, it's got a lot of culture. I've been there a number of times, famously. Smoked crack in Central Park. Um, nice. As a famous story of mine. That's uh, that's uh, like, a, like a tourist attraction, right? It's the tourist. You can see if you go there and you Google Map it, it'll say Sean smoked crack. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right fucking here! Um, no, isn't that like a touristy thing to do? To smoke? Yeah, crack you go there, Central Station. Yeah, you go there and get some crack and fucking smoke it in Central Park. Shit. And there's one time I was there and I saw a man eat a bag of Burger King. And he just like he sat down on a park bench, and he just kept reaching into this endless bag, and he and I was just watching the guy. I'm like, good, good God, how are you? And he's just devouring it and devouring it, and, and he's wearing a full suit. I'm thinking, this man's an animal. This is a this is a Wall Street guy here. He's going to fucking crunch some numbers after this. He'll burn it all off. Uh, it was it was yeah. I love New York. Um, I love a good delicatessen. They got too many pizza places. It's possible to decide, but good places to smoke crack, and no one gives a shit if you're smoking crack because it's New York. I've always wanted to go to New York, but just never. never, never. You are you're in the whole other side of the. You're in the wrong fucking oh, part of town, brother. Man, you wouldn't even know. Man. You wouldn't know what to do with yourself in New York. You're used to people. Oh, I wouldn't. People I being wouldn't nice to you. Like surprise, yeah. Uh, I'd be in for surprise. For sure. Are people nice to you when you walk down the street? No, dude. No, it's it's not like that here. It's not. I, I'm, like, I'm 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 the one who manages to stay nice and then it's kind uh, of. Uh, Unnice people. New York is nobody's mean to you. No one's nice to you. You are totally ignored. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. It, you could be yelling and screaming and shouting and pissing and everyone's minding their own business. Yeah, they're, no, they're not even minding. They're not even know what they don't even know what they're doing. They're so 
They said it's New York. They got some kind of fucking weird blinders on where nothing is going on. Nothing. It's the objective in front of them. Yeah. And because everyone's in a fucking rush, right? Yeah. And I was in San Diego for quite a spell and everyone was very polite out there. And it was a marked difference for me for being like, you know, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh where everybody's a fucking asshole because they're mean. New York, no one cares. Philadelphia, everybody's fucking mean. Pittsburgh, everybody's fucking mean. <laughs> it's called the it's called the Pennsylvania hello. You know what it is? You look at someone, they go, "What the fuck are you looking at?" Yeah. <laughs> it's the Pennsylvania hello. That's you're gonna get it in either one of those fucking places. Because I, you know, I always, I go back to Always Sunny. That's a very accurate representation of of Philadelphia. Everybody's a fucking asshole. They are mean and they are drunk. And they are not happy with whatever's going on. <laughs> so stay stay in California until the big quake comes and they fucking send you cocksuckers out the fucking the ocean and you're done. <clears throat> Can you swim? Are you a good swimmer? Not a strong swimmer. Yeah, not when it's not when, uh, down in Arizona Bay. Yeah, not when <laughs> Snake Plissken comes and he's surfing the wave. <laughs> Him and Paul Newman. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we we go to james and donna sorry about the rant there no that was fun that was fun uh uh we go to james and donna and god james's mom's a whore there you go that's the conversation <laughs> yeah. that's it it makes you feel a little bit bad for him i don't because he can't fuck he doesn't react to it right he like tries to cry and then he turns away and just goes <laughs> like stares blankly out and Laura Flynn Boyle tries her best. God love her. She's like, has her makeup running a little bit. So it looks like she's tearing up and she holds him, but he's just so stiff. <laughs> it's hard to work with. It's, 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 like, work it's with. like working around a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, yeah, it sucks. So back to Jacques. And Coop is throating the fucking donut down. At, and they tie in the drapes to the dream into the real world and that's mark frost written all over it he wants to explain the things mm -hmm. he doesn't he doesn't want them just be abstract concepts this is a thing that means a thing you know what i mean taking off these fucking headphones i can't um and uh, okay what yeah, i just they were messing with my i don't know what they were doing and uh so i have a question about the cabin they don't know jacques has a cabin this is a matter of public record. Right, it would be. So yeah. they don't Why know that, that he has it? Listed? Why would they not know this? This yeah. is bad police so, work. This is like day one police work. Jacques Renault, find me everything about Jacques Renault. Well, he's got an apartment in a cabin. Okay. <laughs> um, do some due diligence is all I'm saying, Coop. All right. No, yeah, yeah. It's surprising that Coop didn't catch that. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, does Jacques Renault have a cabin? How does no one know about these cabins? Like, people live in them. We, we see that later. Yeah, and it's next to someone... To show what it exists. And it's next to someone that they know. They know someone who lives by his cabin. <laughs> okay, so we go back to the double R, and James and Maddie and Donna, they stink up the joint. Uh, Maddie won't shut the fuck up about a bunch of shit no one cares about. And we find out that people in Twin Peaks put ketchup on their fries. I don't care for that. I'm a dipper. I'm a dipper too. I like to I see. Yeah, I don't like, I don't want it. They get some soggy. My hands get dirty. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. I get to control the quantity of 
yeah. ketchup I want. But I want to maybe I want not just ketchup. Maybe I want to try a couple of different things to dip in. You know what I mean? Exactly. Maybe I want three or four different things to dip. Um, <laughs> famously here, the tween detective agency is off and running with these fucking morons. They're going to solve this case themselves. Yep. Spoilers, they do not. Because they fucking suck. <laughs> they do anything. And <laughs> she leaves her fucking drink behind, doesn't even drink it. She's like, I want a cherry coke or what the fuck a cherry Pepsi or something, and and she leaves it there. Fucking, I hate, I hate that. And uh, (laughs) I would shoot her in the vagina. That's what I would do. That's the theme for today. No cocks this time, fellas. No furious cock talk. It's all vagina blasting. Feminist talk. So this is the feminist issue episode of the Dark Peaks podcast. It's all vaginas, clitorals, oh, and hoods. Again, drop letting the, the female demographic. Uh, uh, no, women, the, I, people, women love this. There's, it's, it's a height of. True. True. <laughs> they're watching it. I don't know. We, we get a fairly, um, we got, you know, it's 60 40 people, women okay, watching this, 40%. It's about what I expected. <laughs> I expected less, actually, for women. Same. We're also not talking. We're also, really not talking me by surprise right now. we're also not talking about true crime, so women are interested in this. That's all they like <laughs> to listen to. There. Fucking true crime bullshit. If we talk about that's, actual, uh, that's a very safe generalization for sure. <laughs> if we talk about actual guys raping and murdering women, they're all about it for some reason. I don't know why, but that's horrifying. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Hank is also there, <laughs> who may or may not have shot someone in his life at various places. And we see the double R girls and their fucking beehives, which just look terrible on them. It's just not a good look. Yeah. Um, and Hank makes a very statement dangerous. here that, that, that I don't care for. He says, Shelly doesn't have much meat on her. Like, what a fucking thing. Shelly's a be- she is beautiful. Like, I mean, she is staggering. And also, why are you making that kind of observations yeah. here? Why, what? too? So what? She's skinny. Fuck you, Hank. Just because you were used to getting fucked by chubby dudes in jail, you piece <laughs> of garbage. Like that was such a that, that I don't know. I heard that. I'm like, what the fuck is? How are you? Co- why are you commenting on her figure in front of your yeah. wife? First off, well, sure, he's still a fucking scumbag. He yeah, that's a change. piece of shit it's... thing to do. I don't like it. Yeah. And how are but you commenting? On, he's not going to change. Yeah. How are you commenting on this beautiful woman? And you're saying that oh, she's got a look. Don't objectify her, you cock. <laughs> I say after all the shooting vagina talk, I go into my <laughs> don't objectify women talk. You got to balance but, uh, it out, right? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a man of walking contradictions. It's fun. And <laughs> we go to Jacoby and the Briggses for their family therapy session. And I, I want to point out that Garland Briggs has definitely, the way they describe it, has definitely killed a number of people. Oh, absolutely. Because he says, have you ever killed anybody my dad has, and they don't say, oh, he killed one guy in war, or hey, oh, it was a time that a thing that happened in war. He describes killing men in wartime like it's a frequent thing, or it's happened a number of times for him. Okay. Um, and they don't get into that, but that's a heavy revelation to lay on somebody. Like, my dad has definitely murdered people, and we won't discuss it. Like, if I'm a therapist, that's there's a topic. 
it's definitely a topic. But no, Jacoby proves he's a terrible psychiatrist by using a private information from another uh, of his of his patients to abuse this patient for no gain. What does he get from abusing Bobby? Nothing. Humiliating he's, he's, Yeah. Nothing. Nothing about this. It, it doesn't help Bobby. He insults him. He insults Laura. It, it's it's cruel. Well, I don't know. I mean, I just thought a lot of this stuff is he's also trying to, you know, get Bobby to, you know, wake up to Laura's true nature, right? I mean, well, oh, but they firmly put the blame on her for everything. That's all he does. She made me sell okay. drugs. I don't think that's a hundred percent his like his view on how and how it happened. I think the subject of this matter. Okay, I'm, not, I'm actually going to flip this. Actually, I think he was extra focused in on. I'm going to give Jacoby the benefit of the doubt here. But I don't know why. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. <laughs> but you're going to say that he was he was putting the focus on Bobby and making Bobby the subject, and that was being talked about and trying to help Bobby heal with whatever was going on. <clears throat> Tell Bobby understand that you know Laura wasn't this you know person on this pedestal you put up to be, and also a lot of that stuff can be for personal reasons too because of how you know he felt about Laura as well. Well, I like to point out we never hear Bobby putting Laura on a pedestal. He che- he's cheating on her all the time. He even in this conversation at no point is he acting like Laura was the love of his life. He never even he barely brings it's her true. up. Yeah, you're right. You're I right, would right, I would right. buy that if you're Bobby was right. hung if. If this was James, you're right. But no, right. Bobby barely acknowledges Laura. He barely pays attention to her. He barely cares well, that she's she did dead. That when, when she was around. So. Yeah. So it's not like he's trying to wake Bobby up to thinking, to understanding that he had a bad relationship. He knew he had a bad relationship. That's why he cheated on her a bunch. You're right. I I I I disregard that fact. But I, no, I like that. the I like the logic. If if it was somebody else that. If they had portrayed Bobby as a lovesick kind of like, I really miss my girlfriend despite her actions, I would have been with you on that because that's a that's a fair point. Like, if that's what he was doing, but he's not. And Jacoby's just being mean. He's just being mean. And he's using what Laura said to him in private against him, which, A, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. And all it does is humiliate Bobby uh, for something that has nothing to do with him. Yeah, for Jacoby to get off or whatever. Negative, yeah. Yeah. And and then they put the f- blame firmly on Laura at the end. She made me sell drugs. She can fucking make you sell drugs, dude. You sold drugs. You chose to do that. Like she mentally felt obligated to sell drugs to please her. I guess, but like I don't buy that because Bobby was doing the drugs. <laughs> yeah. He, he was, was he, he was, was the was one mad too. that they got burned <laughs> on drugs. Like he was the one upset about it. Yeah. And uh, we move to the crew in the woods. And once again, why is Dr. Jacoby there? A, they're walking into a potential crime scene. B, they don't know if someone's there. Dr. Bernard Renault could be there. Jacoby? Yeah, Jacoby. Jacoby. Oh, I mean, um, uh, Hayward. Why is Dr. Hayward there? Uh, he, they're walking into a, a crime scene that could be potentially dangerous because there could be another. They don't know that Bernard Renault's dead. So he could be there. 
or Jean Renault or Jean Michael or Jean Pierre or Jean Paul Jones or fucking one of the Renaults could goddamn be there. They don't know who's going to be there and they're walking into a potentially hazardous firing situation and they have a, a civilian that can't keep up and isn't helpful in this situation. Hey, I said it before. For the, for the photo op. That photo opportunity, the photo op. You know, Which I'd like to point out is, is, a me, is a picture that we've all used for memes on more than one occasion. Place any page. band logo in yeah, you can do. I, I think perfect. I did it for, I did one for Rap Peaks. I think it was like that. And, and oh, it's no, perfect. Yeah, I, think, I think you did, yeah. It's an easy picture to use because it's so goofy. Oh, yeah. uh, you make a good point there, once again, simply for aesthetics. It's acceptable. For aesthetic value, it adds a lot. Um, and I, I do have a, a question about this, though. We get to Margaret's cabin, and they're surprised that she's there. Yeah. They don't know I she don't, lives there. I don't. I guess they don't. How do they not know she lives there? What bad police work? I don't How know. do you not know where people live in your fucking town? Because <laughs> they they never question where she lives. Well, also, this is the person I would want to keep tabs on. The lady who talks to a fucking law. I would keep tabs on her. Where the fuck is she at? Nobody what is she doing? Nobody huh? fucks the blog lady. Okay? Yeah, but you don't fuck with her, but you want to know you want to know where she's at. You want to know where she's at. I want to know. Where, wanna know. Well, I would know. I'm, much, know. I'm a much better cop than there, these, okay? these cops here, obviously. I'm much better at police work. Yeah, that's I'm why obviously, you don't belong there. That's yeah. why you don't belong there. I'm okay? obviously a much... I, there would be <laughs> so much less crime or more crime because if I can see how much I can get away with, I'd be fucking... Talk about drugs That'd coming be tempting, in. tempting, right? Yeah, I'd be, be like, come on in. Bring it in, fella. <laughs> Load it up. <laughs> Mr. Horn, I got your supply. Like, I don't give two fucking shits. This town, <laughs> what's, what's going to happen? Yeah, just don't kill the beauty queen or the prom queen. We'll be fine. Everything else that's going on is fine. Teresa Banks got murdered. Yeah, but she was a whore, so no one cares. Like, she was a fucking whore. Yeah. Nobody fucking was, cares. So no one gives a shit about that. All right, what are we? <laughs> what and oh yeah, a, this is a great. He doesn't need. <laughs> this is a great scene once again. Hawk is he's trying to get some cookies. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> trying to get some. She got sugar cookies. He's got some of the she munchies got, from. Uh, yeah, from oh, yeah, been smoking up on. And I love her. She's talking about owls, her log, and fires, and you know, going back to this scene. You think it's the first time you watch it, or the first couple of times? It's it's really esoteric what she's talking about. But now that we yes. know all the stuff, everything she's talking about makes sense to me. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. You think uh, the uh, got a light guy is is uh, no? I think no? the guy in Firewalk with me is though. Uh, which which one from the the, the, the in the woodsman? The in, yeah, the colored the non black woodsman in the above the convenience store. Okay. That scene, okay. he's there, and it's just one woodsman there, I think, and I think that's her husband. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's a more. He said, uh... What, what, what did she say in the episode? He, uh, she said he saw the devil or the devil took him? He saw the devil yeah. and the devil is fire because that means he died in a fire. Uh, yeah. And I'm assuming that that's, you know, something to do with the lodges. Something like because, you know, the motor oil that she's familiar with later. You know what I mean? She's familiar with that smell. And I'm assuming, I don't know how, what he died or what, but I'm assuming it's something to do with the lodges just based on everything we know about her. Yeah. And the fact that he's his soul is in the wood, but he's also I think he's also I think he's also that woodsman in Firewalk with me. I, I have no nothing but that I think that. 
and also because in that he's presented as helpful sort of he's not presented as malevolent he's presented as one of the people that are kind of like watching what's going on can commute can because everybody in there are people that can communicate with the outside world except for the jumping man you know what i mean i guess i guess only when i heard her say the devil took him or he saw the devil whatever it was um it just led me to believe that he got overtaken by an evil that's, force. that's also a fair that's also a fair point that's i didn't think about that the God of Light guy, you know? i think that well the god of light guy though was in the 50s yeah so does, is that not the correct timeline for how old she is and how old he would have been they died he died on their wedding day but i don't think she'd have been that old because she's not much older than sarah so. palmer she was she should have been a little kid well, you know, if, if okay, so that was in the fifties. So let's say let's say seventies. She got married. Let's just seventy. Let's say seventy, just as a base. Well, how? Well, I think. Oh wait, also the. Yeah, sorry. I think she. I. I don't think it would have lined up with the fifties, just because the age difference. Right. She's not that You're old, right. um, comparatively to everybody else, to Leland and Sarah, who would have been about the same age. Especially considering the battle like guy was pretty fucking old too. So yeah, well, but you know, it's also a spirit. He could have been taken over by that spirit. We've seen, you know, Bob and Mike, and they're not. Bob is not a thirty-year-old guy. You know what I mean? He's an, an entity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, very much, he could have been taken by the godlike guy. Much like Philip Gerard is taken over by you know what I mean by Mike and a number of other people. So there's a, there's a viable option there, and and hey, who's to say that the God of Light guy and the guy in Fire Walking aren't the same person? Sure. He ascended right. beyond. Maybe as a woodsman, you get color when you ascend. You know what I mean? You level up, get your color. I mean, I don't know who's to say. It doesn't there? It's very it's possible as anything else, really. Yeah. So potentially we could both be. That's what's so fucking great about Twin yeah. Peaks, right? You can tweak one little thing in the details. Oh, yeah. Or, or bring up one little thing that everyone forgot, one little yeah. detail that everyone forgot about, and that changes everything. So we're potentially both right about this situation. You know what I mean? He was taken oh, yeah. by the I, entity. I but, like so many things, yeah. but when he was taken, he his natural goodness overcame it at some point. He became more baseline than evil. It's very, you know, very whatever. Oh. Um, she then uh, recites what she saw happening at the cabin, which is funny because, you know, no one knows anybody lives out here. So, you know, <laughs> she saw a third man. So we get a confirmation of the third man and we get confirmation that it probably wasn't Leo or Jacques that did it. Sort of writing those two out. They didn't do it probably if based on this. Um, I, I, I kind of like that. We've got a lot going on here. And then we get the the fun picture, and we get to 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 Jacques' cabin, and he's had uh, uh, Julie Cruz playing for several days on his record player, mm-hmm. yeah. which is not that's how record how, players. That's work. how that works. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd like to point out. Yeah, that's not how record players but, work. But then you have Dale mentioning there's always music in the music air. In the so air yeah, it have have a radio on. Why don't have a radio on then? Because it's that much more weird. I solved it. Like I saw, we meet Waldo, and we we see some film that Hawk instantly exposes to the light. <laughs> Pops it open. Hey, some film in here, hey, guys. Um, <laughs> clearly a crime scene, and we see the one-eyed Jack token with the you know you know how much pressure it would take to bite through one of those fucking tokens. Oh yeah. 
So Laura was yeah, in quite exactly the distress. She, she would have broken a tooth before. Oh yeah. They thing. also a strange thing is they didn't clean up this this cabin, right? No. But they put the tokens away. Yeah, <laughs> they put the token in the. Uh, they cleaned the that, buck. not yeah. the blood or the gore or the rope. Okay, okay whatever. Um, I don't know why. I don't. It's it's just stupid. <laughs> Uh, we, I just, it was just for the visual of the cuckoo clock, but they could have easily just found it on the floor and it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. yeah we then moved to, to something that's we. I don't want to get into, I'll get into something that I find incredibly weird. We moved to the, the, the uh, Ben Horn and his great uh, Scandinavian goings-ons at the, at the uh, yeah. And where was that? We see is Jerry talking to Hepa. We finally meet Hepa. Um, he tells her about the American figure of speech. Pete is great here. Your entire country is above the timber line and he's chugging milk. Yeah. Um, I love it. Pete is great here. He's got one line, nails it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Jerry and Pete in this episode are the best comedy. Oh hell yeah, they're hilarious. Man. What does he say? Hepa, I want to cook for you. I just love I it. I want to cook for you. I love it. I love, <laughs> I love them. Catherine's cattiness is also great. She just pours fucking wine. And here's where my problem runs in. So Catherine meets Ben in his office, right? Okay. And we know that because Audrey is looking into his office. We've yes. seen her do this before. We saw Josie sitting in his office in the dark. That's exactly what I was going to mention. Where is Josie? Josie. Yeah, where was <laughs> she? It's the same they office. Showed her smoking, it's the right? same. It's the same lamp. So it's the yeah, same so office. They already showed her smoking and everything. She was sitting in the dark smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, where the fuck? Where's Josie? Is she under the desk? What is? What do you mean? I don't know, man. I was um, thinking the same thing, and I couldn't I think was, of anything that. So weird. <laughs> it's so jarring. Like I'm like, wait, is that a different office? No, it's the same office. This is one of the things that may, that that's fun to play with. Once you get Twin Peaks as a whole in, yeah, you know, that's then you can once you finish the return. I can't, I can't get my head around this one though. This sounds just like a production error. Well, I know that's the thing. That's the, I think that's what gets in the way of you having fun with it because. Um, it was that's not what they meant for it to be. It's, it's no, yeah, it's just them, you know? uh, you're saying that there's a pair, there's a Ben Horn has two offices that look exactly the same in this building, <laughs> <laughs> and he uses one, yeah. And where are they at? Are they are they at opposite ends of the building, or are they it, you know, it could be very possible he just has two offices. I mean, that's his fucking place, right? Yeah, but okay, he has to have them close enough to get from the ballroom to it and back quickly, right. Do you know what I mean? No. I'm just being an <laughs> Back at that fucking ball pretty fucking quick. Um, Audrey's the only one that's sad about Leland shows up and he wants to dance and she's that's, that's what that was my favorite um, part of her um, her arc in this episode. Is it the she's the only person that gives a shit that this man is clearly having a mental she, breakdown? You you see her. Yeah. I think, I think it, what 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 it does is that it makes the death of Laura more real for her. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, so she, she sees that there is other people affected by this, and she sees how unaffected everybody else is feel is looking at at, at, at Leland, 
And I think in that sense, under, is getting a good understanding of how Laura may have felt. You know, do you, do you you think that reaffirms her want to solve the case? Yeah, I think I think in the end it's still for more selfish reasons because you know she's that attracted to Cube, but I think it makes her feel better about getting that much more that much involved. But yeah. she can also say, I'm doing it for good reasons too, because I saw this thing. There's also a little bit of altruism yeah. Yeah. in it. Yeah. She could she can yeah, I think that's an excellent uh, excellent way of putting it, honestly. That was that's why it was my favorite, you know, moment of hers in the episode. It 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 gave her a lot of uh, a gravitas as a character um showing we saw so many sides of audrey in this episode and and this was a very vulnerable one that i really liked um i think that vulnerability scared her too which is why she took that vulnerability to Coop, which is the only person that yeah yes we'll get we'll get to that in a minute that. though we'll get to that in a minute um leland's dance in general was great ben and Catherine are great about it dance with them what it's important like <laughs> I love when Ben says, get him out of my life. Yes, I love it. It looked like this scene reminded me of a sitcom. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it was so, something out of, I don't, I can't name a sitcom. Outside of Seinfeld. Matters. Family Matters. It's something out of Family Matters. Leland Palmer was Urkel and Carl was Ben. The Urkel. He's doing the Urkel. He's doing the Urkel. Yeah. Um <laughs> Family Matters Twin Peaks, it just hit me. (laughs) Family Matters Twin Peaks, I may look into doing that. Family Peakers? Family Peakers. (laughs) Oh boy, we'll we'll discuss this later because that's a good idea. I got to rewatch a lot of Family Matters. I have not seen Family Matters since it was like, since like 1995. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. That was a great show, you know, and I want to, I want to say this as a, as a, as a, I like that it was a black family that wasn't a black comedy. You know what I mean? They were just regular living their life, doing their normal stuff. Because and there's nothing wrong with like a black comedy stuff like that. But so often I feel like because I've known a lot of, of of black people that like didn't like stuff like Tyler Perry because they thought it was tokenization or pandering. Like their families were just regular normal families. They weren't. Yeah. You know, necessarily saying, had to be presented in. Different- I mean, they're all, they're all valid. It's all a valid thing. Mm-hmm. I just like that they were just... Well, you see this representation of this kind of style of family. Yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, I, the, I nu- the nuclear black family, which is like, you never see that anymore. You never see it. And I think that there's something to be said for that being a, a disparage the way that the Hollywood sees, sees black families. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't want to get into that whole thing, but I, I think it's kind of sad that there's so much tokenization and, and so much we have to present it in a certain way that's not always valid for for uh, you know every black Af- african-american or black family out there you know what i mean or in general <clears throat> i just like they presented a family that was just like regular you know what i mean everyday people <laughs> and irrelevant to their their race or creed or anything like that and you wouldn't get that i feel like now they would lean heavily into some kind of weird I just can't get into anything now. I can't get into anything yeah. now because everything just feels like it's on some kind of agenda. Everything feels like it's something too forced. It's so not, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard for me to find stuff that I that I'm especially that I really like comedies or sitcoms. I don't really watch sitcoms. No, I, you know what? I finally started. Shout out to Thirty Walk with me. I finally started. My lady and I. We finally started. You haven't watched that? Walk. That's one of the greatest fucking shows of all time. No, I know, and we're loving every fucking second of it. Oh it's my god! So and let me tell you something: good. it doesn't get 
you know, sometimes you get seasons go on and it gets worse. It doesn't get any worse. It stays, it gets sillier, it gets sillier, but it stays consistently funny. Awesome. Like yeah. at no it's point am I, yeah, it's a great I, show. I, like, I've, been, I've been getting all these ideas for memes and I'm like, he, he, he probably, like, he fucking did it. You memes. cannot outdo him. <laughs> Yeah, I did so much, dude. I did one. I did the Eraserhead one, the Night Cheese one, which you haven't gotten to that episode yet. No. no. Um, but I did one, and he loved it. And I was like, I didn't give this to him because I I hate submitting stuff to him because his stuff's so fucking good. It's his stuff's and very good. like I was like, I didn't do this to him, and he loved it. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have given it to you, but like I'm happy I got it because you you liked it. But um, because <laughs> there's a scene where Liz Lemon is in her her slanket, like a it's like those blankets that you wear i forget what they're called um and uh, she's singing she's eating a block of cheese singing night cheese and jack donaghy's <laughs> knocks her door and she goes jack do you know what time it is and he goes i heard you singing night cheese <laughs> and like that's the whole like line and i had henry from racerhead and the girl on the radio and he's like i heard you singing night cheese and it's just her face <laughs> i gotta you gotta send me that that sounds fucking hilarious. it's on my fucking page you don't ever look at my stuff did you post it? I'm supposed to fucking remember everything. Like last week, I don't know. I post, I do post a lot. Yeah, I post every day. I'm a consistent. I post every day, twice I'm a day like at me. least. I'm like, man, I've, I've been good about it though. You know, well, we like we've talked about this. We have different ways of doing our stuff. I am like Henry Ford of memes. Yeah, I will get just fucking always. I will get a thousand cars out this week, out. sir. Like, and <laughs> and they wax and wane and in, in, in quality and and in tone. And I know, but I try to just make them funny. That's all I'm really going for. Yeah, enjoying them. Yeah, most so, of mine make me most of mine make me laugh, and that's all yeah. I really give a shit about. I love the Peep Show ones. They're not doing so great. This is not a well-known but, but show. I can tell you, they're it's fucking funny though. Thank they're you. Really like, I, I, the people who like them have been really, really supportive, but it's not setting the world on fire. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a, I, it's such a watch that when you're done with Thirty Walk, Thirty Rock. 30 walk. I, I can't, see, I'm I can't up, say I'm always saying 30 walk, 30 yeah, walk. <laughs> uh, watch Peep Show. It's fucking hilarious. For sure. It's just as funny as 30 Rock. I have to watch it. There's a lot if of you, shit that I have. If you can't tell by the memes, it's a fucking great. It's a ridiculous show. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already buying I'm going to love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, we, so then we go to Maddie sneaking around the Palmer house. And why? Leland's not there. Sarah's probably slippers that she was wearing. Yeah. Those little fuzzy. I want to say though, this is the best I've ever seen her look with her hair up. She looks very cute. Yeah, she doesn't normally yeah. look this cute. Normally I'm, annoyed, normally I'm annoyed by her face, but uh, she looks she looks cute here. I like. I'm a sucker for a ponytail. I'm a ponytail guy. That's a that's a that's a trigger for me. A ponytail. You got a nice it's ponytail. She looks good with her. With I'm, her I'm done. So. Yeah, I'm a done. <laughs> and I'm fucking. I'll be on top of you. Uh, that's how that's how Ava's that's how Ava's mom got me. She just wore a ponytail. Yeah. That was it. What are you doing? What's going on? Oh, oh man! I just wanted to get on top of you. That's all. Yeah, you <laughs> I will shoot you in the vagina, sir. But I shoot a hole through my back. Yeah. With oh wax. fuck! No. I I have a forty-four here. It's quite big. I thought you were talking about your dick. Well, that's I after the forty-four, the dick goes in. Oh god. That reminds me of that scene from Taxi Driver where uh, he's talking about you ever see what a 44 Magnum would do to a woman's pussy? That you should see. (laughs) That's uh, that's a movie I need to fucking rewatch. It's a fantastic movie. I love that movie. Travis Bickle. What a piece of garbage he is, huh? Uh, 
I watched that movie every night during high school. Oh, good for you. There's something, there's something definitely wrong with my brain. Like if they thought I was a school shooter and something, like I'm not going to shoot up the whole school. No, I never was. A, I had to go school. to, I had to go to uh, ninth grade. I had to go to, uh, uh, what are those people called? Counselors. They were like, they thought I was going to shoot the school up because I'm, I was weird. I'm like, I'm not going to shoot the school up. What are you talking about? I had, I was reading some philosophy book at the time and uh, some girl uh, was like, what are you reading? And I was telling her what it's about. And she reported me because I was reading a philosophy book as if it was, I was going to shoot the school. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking, what the hell are you talking about? I I don't remember. It was probably like, I I think it was an, I think it was a Nietzsche book because I was a heart edge Lord. Um, so it's probably a Nietzsche book. Um, I don't, I don't remember which one. It was probably the Antichrist or Ishi Homo or something. And what, just explaining, what year was this? Two thousand and post Columbine. Two thousand, yeah, I want to say post Columbine. Post, po- definitely post post Columbine. So, yeah, uh, but like out. nothing I was doing indicated that I'm gonna that I was going to shoot. No one bullied me. I didn't even talk about playing Doom. I don't know what I yeah, was like. But, but, but look at you. <laughs> I guess so. I didn't have a full beard in ninth grade. I don't know, I'm just imagining you. How yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a character. Well, I'm an aggressive character. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I was just, I was offended. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not going to shoot the fuck. I wanted to shoot the school after that. Definitely you thought about it after that. <laughs> that's what that's what fucking makes you a school shooter. I'm telling you, you're gonna fuck shoot a school. <laughs> that's gonna flag us on YouTube, I bet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't shoot schools up. Don't shoot please. schools. Yeah, please God, don't. I mean, for some, if you're gonna shoot up anything, don't shoot a don't school. Don't shoot people. Not a school. Not kids. Don't shoot kids. Shoot adults. If you're a kid, shoot adults. I'm gonna say even you know do better than that. Don't don't shoot anybody. Don't shoot anybody. Don't shoot anybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's that I would prefer if no loss of life had to occur uh at all. But <laughs> don't shoot kids first. I would pick them over the adults if I had to pick. For sure. Not not yeah. Not that I have to, but like if we're in a room and it's you and like a kid, you know, what kid first off, but probably probably shoot you. You know what I mean? Depends on the kid. If it's the kids from the movie Cats and Dogs, then yeah, you're definitely shooting them. Cats and Dogs? Cats versus Dogs. Cats versus Dogs. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, I'm not going to go into this reference. It's stupid. <laughs> All right, back to somehow Twin Peaks. Um, to Shelly, and Leo had a bad night. He gets the shit kicked out of him by Hank. Uh, and then Shelly shoots him. It's just I love how it hilarious. happens right after another. And it's the funniest <laughs> thing. I don't know why it's so funny. I watched it. I just it was howled, really uh, comedic pacing for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Well, was, it was really yeah, there wasn't two seconds between. He goes to the truck. He gets the gasoline. Hank beats the shit out of him. He walks inside. Shelly shoots him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is the. There's no pacing here. Yeah. Um, and then Leo makes these noises. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he sounded like the scuzzle butt from South Park. And you know for sure his arm had to fucking, you know, because he had to hit the, the thing that had to hit the lamp. And the yeah. ceilings are eight foot ceilings. They've got to be eight foot ceilings. They're high ceilings. Because yeah. Leo is a, uh, he might be 6'2 according to his sex profile. 
Uh, so he had to really get up there, hit that thing, and she drops the gun and closes her eyes. Shoot him again, you stupid bitch. Like, <laughs> Keep firing until you have no bullets. You're an NYPD officer, and it's a dog coming at you. Um, or just a dog in a yard, or uh, a black guy in a car, or whatever. You're a cop, and you're bored. So you empty that gun. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, and, either either his hand fucking shot up to or the bullet ricocheted out of his arm i like to also think it may have been hollywood uh fucking hollywood physics where he fucking just his whole body just his whole up. body like the Chappelle <laughs> show when he gets punched and he yes. launches out um <laughs> I like to think that the bullet ricocheted like it's JFK's bullet. You know what I mean? And it, oh, it God, hit the yeah. fucking back and to the left and it bounced off the thing and it, it ended up. <laughs> yeah, it's the bullet that hits Mr. C in episode 17. Yes. It's the same bullet. Uh, <laughs> and then we get a very um, uh, interesting ending. Mr. Dale Cooper goes to his room and there's a nude uh, Audrey Horn in his bed. Uh, one of my favorite endings to an episode, <laughs> I have to say. Yeah, but it is, temp- sure. it is the sexiness of it is tempered by her emotional state, which you mentioned earlier, uh, quite vulnerable. Um, and I think there's something to be said for that. You know, you're not rooting for your, you, I like it because it's sexy and I don't like it because I don't like how emotionally distressed she is. Yeah. And it's, it's but, you know, and I think Coop's, Coop's decision to, to spoil the next episode, to not do it, is probably a, a very good one, a very virtuous one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think it shows a lot about the character, shows a lot about them, because I, I would have done it. I would have been <laughs> no. Yeah, I know you meant Padre. <laughs> yeah, I would have, there would have been no, I felt bad. I don't know. Nah, would Yeah, I mean, you know, you can discuss it afterwards, how she felt, her emotional state we can talk about it later but uh i I think it shows a lot of uh in general this episode was great this is a great episode very good this is i think outside of episode two or three for you this has been my favorite episode to talk about it nailed every single thing every scene was important and weighty there's lots of world building lots of uh lots of things going on i was i was genuinely impressed with this um we had a lot of movement on plots. We had a lot of character development. We had a lot of... Cooper seemed intelligent. Uh, Audrey had a, a wide range of things. Ben was conniving. We got uh, the mystery of Hank. We got a lot more out of Leo and Bobby and Shelly. Just everybody was killing it, you know. Um, you know, we said that we didn't see much of Cooper's dreams. In it, but no, I mean, thinking about that again, we see the red curtains. and uh, It's about... Cooper relating his dreams to the investigation i just think yeah. calling it cooper's dream was a stupid idea like it's just call it the red curtains or something it's a callback the last one was called the fucking one-armed man you can call this one the red curtains like it's fine these names are not good for most of these episodes the um so it's not like they put a lot of fucking time and effort into thinking about what it's going to be <laughs> i think that i think that in general you know who i thought we saw a lot from is Josie here because before this she was presented as sort of um, an innocent sort of uh, with something going on but not 
because we saw Hank manipulating her and we saw her talking about Catherine, but we never saw her outright arch until this episode. Yeah. She was flat evil, like bad guy evil here. And that was new. Yeah, because she was showing that she's she was she's competing with Catherine on the same level as Catherine. And Catherine doesn't even know it. You know? And she was under that desk while her and Ben were <laughs> making out or whatever the fuck they were doing. Um, smoking a cigarette under there. Such a weird fucking uh, very, very strange. strange stuff. Yeah. So what did you think of this episode in general? I loved it, man. It was it was really good. I think I liked uh I don't I don't know if I liked it as much as uh one armed man, but um but no, you know, I, 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 I think of it. My favorite I, part of it, like I said, is was 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 Audrey's part. Oh, Audrey was fantastic. This. this was the Audrey episode. This was probably the best Audrey episode. Oh, for sure. And then, uh, of course, the scene with Logwoody and everybody else yeah. in, her, in her cabin. That was one of my probably second favorite. We got enough of the weird stuff in this too that it still felt like Twin Peaks. Like we didn't lose any of that weirdness. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? There was still some in there. It wasn't a lot. Yeah, I think everyone everyone was used effectively. Nobody was spread too thin. Everyone, you saw the you know right amount of everybody. Yeah, episode, I, so. I agree with that. I I mean I, I I can't praise this episode enough. It was one of my favorite episodes. Cool. I'm gonna go ahead and say overall of the show, this is probably top five. So, and I, I don't count the return because that's hard to. <laughs> it's hard to break up episodes in the return because it's one piece of media, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're supposed, it's that's how it's supposed to be, right? It's like an eighteen-hour movie. You know, I want to say though, watching it, there were some episodes that were like because it was one piece of media. You have those episodes where nothing fucking happened because it's the middle point of a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it was like episode ten of the return was fucking terrible. Nothing happened in it, and it was about nothing, and nothing happened, and nothing went on. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, as I watched it when it came out, I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Yeah, see, that's that's where a big difference that that separates me from a lot of other Twin Peaks fans that I discovered it after it aired. Yeah, after you got to watch it too. Watching it yeah. episodically like that, I was so. I remember me and uh, my wife at the time was we were mad, we were mad because <laughs> episode eight happened, then episode nine, and then ten was like the worst episode. And I'm like, this was this was bad. This was really unwatch. It was un- It was almost unwatchable because nothing happened in it. It's the one where the girls are talking about scratching their armpits and there's just a bunch of nothing going on in the whole episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you present it as a piece of one media, yeah, okay, there's going to be lulls in the story. But that, as a separate piece, it didn't work like that. Yeah. I have to watch it again, so I'm, I'm glad we're doing some Twin Peaks podcast. Well, we're going to be doing it. We're going to be doing all the Twin Peaks, all the Twin Pickles. Um um, this was a damn good episode. Uh, so we're going to talk about some other things after that. I don't really have any questions for this episode because I think we're on the same uh, agreement here. This was a, it was a oh, yeah, bomb yeah. ass. I'm going to correct so, what I said earlier that I, that was, I thought one our mail was better. I'm going, to, I'm going to change my mind on that. No, this episode was better than I, I certainly think it was a better episode. I think it was a better done episode. I think Mark Frost should have. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I have a lot mixed feelings about Mark Frost, but this he was on point here. Did you see the commercials of people sticking mints, blowing mints in their nose? Have you seen this? Oh. It's a commercial this? I see. And it's people huffing stuff into their nose. And it's mints. It's like a mint 
I, your nose? In your nose. Did you ever see Demolition Man? No, I haven't seen Demolition Man. You fucking piece of shit. The reality that we're living in is doesn't is a parody of anything that makes fucking sense anymore. What do you mean you're huffing mints into your, and this is a commercial for a product that you huff into your nose and blow it out your mouth and it makes your breath feel better, smell better? Put a fucking mint in. What the fuck is ta- what are you talking about? What is wrong? What do you mean? I'm uh, I haven't seen this fucking commercial so it is a- maddening. It is maddening. What are you talking Wait. about? Well, I mean, I can already see the logic of it. Spotify is supposed to like wake you up a bit, right? Like a smelling salt? Yeah, like a what smelling the fuck salt. Do you, what do you need that for? What is what are you doing? I don't know. I can't I, I can't see. take it. I can't take shit like that. I see shit like that. And I'm like, what what are you t-? it's the this the stupidest shit. People live the kind of lifestyle where they need to use um, a mint for their nose. They need constant mint into their fucking nose and digestive system. What, that that go right to your fucking brain and just kill yeah, you. When they, when, they, when, they, when they need to get pumped up. They need to get pumped up. Do some fucking cocaine like a human being and shut the fuck up. Putting a <laughs> mint in your fucking nose. Put some cocaine up there. Which, you know, I got that terrible deviated septum. I don't know if I should be advocating cocaine. <laughs> that probably wouldn't work out for you. Um, no, it works better because I just do it through this nostril and just go right up. Listen. Just not this one. Uh, that. So we're at my, my mom's the other day, um, and Ava goes into her bathroom, and I wasn't really letting her play and stuff. And I hear a spray bottle. I'm like, well, okay, what's going on? You know, you jump into action and you hear something like that. Yeah. And I go in there, and I said, what are you doing? She has her hands behind her back. Oh, yeah. I said, Ava, what do you what do you got behind your back, honey? She pulls out a paper towel. She sprayed the walls and was wiping them down. <laughs> She's cleaning <laughs> cleaning the house. <laughs> I'm like, are you cleaning the bathroom? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, continue. Okay. I, I guess. That's fine. What That's a totally like cool. what a weird what what a weird thing to do. That's funny. So she got scared. She thought she wasn't supposed to be. Doing she thought that she was in trouble. Like, what are you doing? Oh. And I was like, she was like, doesn't that always make you so sad? It's so yeah. <laughs> well, her mom is like a clean freak. Like she cleans all day long every day to make up for the dirtiness of her personality and of her lifestyle choices. So she watches this podcast, right? She, <laughs> no, she won't watch it. She has, <laughs> she has no. She didn't want to listen to me when we were together. Like, hear me rant. Um, so she's certainly not going to listen to me rant to someone else, which is a funny thing because this is a cycle I go through with uh, women. They like me because I have such strong personality, like I rant and I rave and I'm crazy. And then yes. they think that's going to go away. Like, oh, they, they, they think they can tame that. I don't, they don't, I don't know if that's too. what it is. They think I'm going to, at some point, stop ranting and raving like a crazy person, and I don't. And then they get really sick and tired of it. <laughs> I didn't, I never said it would. This is who I am. I'm going to continue to do this. I get a bee in my bonnet, and I will fucking go with it for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're exhausting sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> the thing about being me, it's, I am tired <laughs> after having conversations with myself. <laughs> 
and it could be about anything. It doesn't have to be anything real. You've heard me. You heard me write about Superman for an hour, for God's sake. I can go on a subject. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely can. Yeah. You sometimes you can beat me to death with one. Sometimes. I just I will <laughs> I will pummel you into submission. And I, 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 it's not even that I, it's not even that I want you to be wrong or I want you to agree with me. I just really want to get this you feel out. That strongly about it. Yeah. And I don't do it to make people feel like, oh, okay, you're right. Because I don't care if you disagree. I just... No, I, I never got that from you either. Okay, I know, I, I can tell that you're genuine and you feel how you feel. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm there most of the time. I'm just like, yeah, sure. But it happens a lot because <laughs> like I got together with her and she loves, she's like, I love how passionate, I hear, I love how passionate you are about things. And I'm like, great. Because I'm going to continue to be passionate about things and then you will not stop. like it. <laughs> It will become exhausting to you because I've had probably a dozen women do the same thing to me. Oh, I love how passionate you are, man. Oh, why don't you ever shut up? I'm like, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen here? Yeah, no, uh, like Brie would say to me when I would, she's like, she could tell, she's like, I could tell you're going to go into something because there's a twinkle in your eye, a twinkle in your eye. <laughs> and she would go stop. Better a twinkle than yeah, a twitch, she right? would go stop <laughs> before I got started. <laughs> She's like, I could just tell. Or when she would ask me a question, I'd say a crazy answer back, like a not a real answer. You know what I mean? She'd be like, where, where do you want to go eat? And I'd be like, she got a real answer. Because you get this spark. Well, I want to know an example of the... Of the oh, where do you want to go eat? Oh, I don't know. PJ Cornucopia is Fantasy Food McGorm, a great American steakery. You know what I mean? Like, not a real answer. Just whatever thing I could think of or that I heard frustration or, what? or that any, I just, whatever I thought of that was funny at the time. You know what I mean? And she goes, stop. A real, I saw the twinkle in your eye. <laughs> There's a glint and, you know, they don't like, they don't like it after a while. I don't, you know, and maybe it's right. They want to try to tame me, but I don't want to be tamed. I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm not a project. You're not a project. <laughs> you just got to find someone who can uh, keep up with the rants or who can embrace them. You know? I yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> You've given up already. I think the uh, the last girl I dated, uh, um, she hated it. I just think she hated it. She's just like, I, oh, the one you talked about on here. I've talked about a number of them, but she just fucking didn't care. She just didn't didn't uh, she didn't like the rants and the ravens and the she just she was like, you're too much sometimes. I'm like. It's, Number of them hate it. They all hate. It. They all hate it in the end. In the end, they all hate it. But uh, yeah, it's frustrating stuff. Because there's a lot of women too, man. There's a, I am, but at least I'm who I am. I'm not. I don't feel oh. like a lot. A lot of women, and this is not just women. I guys do the same thing. They find a person and they think I can fix this person. I can make them different. And this is all. You know, all people do this sometimes. You can't unless someone wants to be different. They're not going to be different. Yeah, you're not supposed to go into a relationship on the yeah. change person. But you, I'm sure you've been there. You've probably been with people that were like, oh, I'm going to make this guy less, you know, less gay by dating him because I'm a woman. And uh, <laughs> and it didn't work, obviously. Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, dude, it, it doesn't work out, you know, no. when someone has a different idea of what, what they want you to be. Yeah, just, especially a guy like, I'm very much what you see is what you get. Very much presented myself as this person i don't hide it i was it. gonna say one of my frustrating traits something you probably don't see and do too much that i make a lot of weird fucking noises sometimes i don't, I don't ever hear you make noises you know you I, I do this my problem my lady is you don't do make enough noise 
what know. kind of noises do you make? Do you like, are you I'm humming a ball or boop, 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 what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, shit like that. Shit like that. I'm I like, I don't know where it'll be like quiet for like maybe 30 minutes because I'm like watching something and then I'll yeah. just like look at her and do something like random like that. You'll be like, I'm not do it right now. <laughs> that is exactly what I'll fucking do. That is like, yeah, do you, I do a lot. Of do you have shit. characters? Because I would have a character with each of them if I were to do uh, that. Yeah, it always changes. It's always like, changing. I am I Robot Man. Beep, beep, burp, 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 burp. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, God bless her. She's patient with that. <laughs> what does she say? Does she say she anything? Or does she just ignore them? She just go, oh, okay. You're. That's how she feels, but uh, she's like. Ever since you, t- <laughs> I told you about this, and you and you, t- and you were joking. You said, "I think that's a sign you're autistic." Yeah, I, sh- yeah, yeah. I, I showed I showed her that, and she said, "Oh, are you playing autistic again?" Because stimming, you know, they stim. A lot of autistic people have stims, and uh, I know a couple people that it's noises that they make. They'll yeah. go ah, 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 or hmm. the one guy I know, he makes this like he goes, whoop, whoop. he just can't help it. He just does it all the time. It's just his thing. It's a stim. It's a comfort thing. So a lot of autistic people have stims and some of them are vocal and some of them are, but when you said I make a lot of random noises, I immediately went to undiagnosed Tourette's too. And, and having, that. having spoken to you for a number of times, you're something definitely wrong with you. I don't know what oh, it absolutely. is. Absolutely. You just haven't seen me going. Like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Is that it? You turn into a character from no, Jacob's that was, Ladder? No, that was a little more, more, more exaggerated, I would say. I like it. See, you just make noises. I, I just rant and rave and I want to say that Mystery Science Theater ruined me for movies because I talk through movies. Oh, do you? Well, I can pay attention to a movie and still talk because I, I can do two things at once because oh, I'm a human being. I can't do that anymore. Um, and, and so I, I can watch it. I can watch any movie and still be talking to you and see what's going on. And I get so frustrated. Like, shut the fuck up. I'm, I watch Mystery Science Theater <laughs> all the time as a kid. It ruined it, I swear to God, it ruined me for movies. Well, I mean, if it's a movie I've seen a bunch of times. and like Even then, it I, I doesn't matter. No, if it's a movie I haven't fucking seen, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I can't help it. I try. I'm better with it now, but I used to. Um, (laughs) I remember. Did I tell you the uh, uh, Infinity War story? Uh, I think you may have, but you shouted something out at an awkward time. I I wouldn't shout something out. That's I'm gonna do that in movies. That's one of my assholes. What was it? What was it? I was there with a girl. I was there with a girl, and uh, we're watching Infinity War. And uh, they mentioned Steve Rogers, Captain America. You know what I mean? And I love Captain America. I have Captain America shield. I mentioned this. I have a shield. I have a bunch of Captain America stuff. And uh, she goes, she goes, who's Steve Rogers? I looked at her. (laughs) I thought, if I didn't have to watch this fucking movie, this date is over. It is done. I am done with this conversation. I said, Captain America. And she was like, okay. I'm like, oh, you piece of shit. How are you getting banged in front of a Captain America shield? Hey, you don't know who Steve Rogers is. I gotta be honest with you, that's something that I would say probably. Well, I'm not banging you in front of a Captain America show ever again. But would you? Oh, ever again. So I got you already on that piece of shit. After I shot you, I shot I had to make a vagina by shooting your genitals off. Um yeah. We blew a hole through my back and made a glory hole. A glory hole? The power in the glory? Yeah, because it can go in through the front, it can go out through the back. Who do you who do you think first coined the term glory hole? Never thought about it. Who do you think? You probably have more interesting. I, I hope it's like a guy whose name was like. I hope it wasn't anything to do with enjoying it, and it was a guy's name. 
You know, like oh, Doctor Doctor John Glory has to feel like Doctor John Glory. John Glory. It's named Dr. after John him. Glory. He called it his sex hole. Like he didn't. They had nothing to do with enjoying it. It was just the name. Like <laughs> I called it my buggery hole. You know what I mean? Like, and and then after he died, they said in honor of the buggery hole of Doctor John Glory, it's the glory hole. I just imagine that's some a better story. Say, like that's this must be what glory feels like. I don't know. <laughs> I like mine. I like my long-winded nonsense better because it gives us a, a long-winded nonsensical yeah. answer is always a better one. I like when things are named after people. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is the oh, what's this is the foculation machine. Well, what is it called? That is it sexual? No, Doctor Frankfurt foculation <laughs> made it. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, Doctor. Uh, speaking of uh, back to Thirty Rock. Space, Dr. Spaceman. Dr. Spachemin. Dr. Dr. Spaceman. <laughs> Leo Spachemin, who's one Dude, of the greatest uh, characters in that show. Tracy Morgan fucking killed. Tracy Morgan is the fun, one of the funniest people that has ever Holy existed shit. in the history Dude, of the I world. I can't imagine working with that guy. Oh, I would be dead. <laughs> I would be. And oh, man. I love the it's stories the about him. Just hearing him be as a crazy person, because a lot of the stuff on Thirty Rock that he does is based on stuff he did in real life. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard I'm gonna that. get everybody pregnant. <laughs> what was the story about him? He fought a guy, and he was screaming the whole time. I miss my daughter. He did not have a daughter. He meant his octopus, and that's a real story. And it sounds like a Thirty Rock story, but it's a real story. <laughs> It's something that actually happened. <laughs> he has one of the world's largest fish tanks or something like that in real life, too. Yeah. So and in the show, he has a constantly talking about a fish tank. He has a really giant fish. Like, he's such a weird fucking dude. He's Thanks. so strange. <laughs> and yeah, I'm glad I finally started watching that show. You ever see a stand-up? It's the filthiest stand-up. Oh, I, yeah, I haven't seen a stand-up in a while, but I remember it being pretty wild. Talk about anal. I know you like it. Like... <laughs> He, I mean, he's a genuinely <laughs> hilarious man. Yes, yes. And, Rock, that show. and Tina Fey understood his voice. Like, she understood his how he acts in real life. Oh, yeah, she knew exactly what to do with him. Yeah, like, and they even put the real weird stuff in. Like, remember in real life when he said, if I had a gay kid, I'd kill it? I don't remember that. He said it in real life. And then he didn't apologize. Tina Fey apologized for him. And they put that in the show where he says something mean about gay people and then she writes an apology. And I'm like, like how, what? That's perfect. That's fucking perfect. Because he's not going to apologize for anything. He doesn't give two oh, fucking, I wouldn't, I wouldn't how much money he has, especially after the Walmart debacle. Oh God, yeah. Which was a goddamn yeah. shame. His couple of his friends lost their lives. Yeah, that's, that's really sad. I'm glad for that. Because, ah, fuck Walmart, you know, just in general. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, that was wrong, and, and they were wrong, and I'm glad that something. I mean, monetary money's not going to bring back people's lives, but something should have been done. I mean, it was it was just an accident, right? What was going on with the, with the truck driver? The driver was on his second twelve hour shift. Oh, they hadn't given him time off to sleep or rest. Walmart had mandated some kind of overtime for him, and he fell asleep at the fucking wheel and killed three people. And that was 100% their fault. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's that's it. You know what I think is funny is we we have said that corporations are people whenever they need breaks. 
But whenever they commit murder, these people are not held accountable. <laughs> like Jeff Bezos is responsible for those six people dying in that hurricane or tornado. He should be arrested. Oh, uh, the ones that died in the Amazon warehouse? Yeah, they wouldn't let him leave. <laughs> mm. Well, you're not allowed to leave. Uh, okay, well then, if your company is a person, then you're responsible for that action of that person. I want to see a, a dime store Lex Luthor up there in shackles. <laughs> Maybe beheaded as well. <laughs> of course, you'd love that. Well, I've mentioned this before, and I have definitive proof now. He was banging kids on the moon. I believe banging you. Space. I believe you. Uh, it's easy to agree with you. It's, it is. Yeah, it's a lot easier than getting into an argument with me. <laughs> So how about NASA in general has become a for like for profit company? Did you notice that they're no longer like space exploration? They're just like an arm of uh, of Tesla <laughs> at this point. <laughs> NASA, a division of Tesla, like they don't even do anything that's not not rich person going into space no, related I anymore. I don't follow any. any, any well, you know, any NASA when we were kids, they they did cool stuff. You know, they were going to, they were doing, finding rocks and space stuff and astronauts yeah. were cool. And now it's just a division of rich guys going to space, Inc. Yeah. Which they're, they're I, not I, much, much I don't begrudge now. them for wanting to go to space because they certainly fucked up the planet. So let's go ahead into space and figure out if something else better out there. <laughs> but, uh, but it's just sad to see like, hey, NASA was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> He used to inspire hope in people. Remember, Ron Howard helped. And Definitely now, don't uh, see as many NASA shirts and hats. No, no. What a, what? A, yeah. Now it's yeah. Now you don't see any of that. I don't see anybody wants to be an astronaut because we don't go to space anymore <laughs> unless you're a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, nobody's gonna want to leave the planet. I also so, I don't believe in the moon. You know, they say you didn't. They didn't go to the moon. They didn't go to the moon. Oh. There's no moon. I want to step further with it. Fuck that. Of course we didn't go to the moon. Of course we didn't go to the moon. There's no moon. So what's that thing up there? It's a projection. Well, you heard it here, guys. There's no fucking moon. No, it's a projection. You talk about your flat Earths. Let's let's talk. Let's let's start this up. Fuck the flat Earthers. It's the no moon movement. No moon theory. No the num the num movement. No moon. No moons, no peace. Something. <laughs> I'll work on a better slogan than that. But Please I think we gotta, we, gotta, we gotta promote it. <laughs> I think the no moons movement is a thing that I'd like to see in a couple of years to, with a bunch of crazy people talking about it, like the flat earth people who are just the most insane people that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Jiffer, look into them, flat earther people. No. It's. I mean, I'm, it's, I'm only, only what I've heard. It is brilliant. It is a level of cognitive dissonance that I have not seen since 9-11. Like, <laughs> it is just a level of, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And, like, I've listened to all their arguments, and I've listened to their points, and, like, usually with a with a crazy person, I can get, I can get, I can wrap my head around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I cannot even begin to see I can see how they get so into it because it's so far removed that if you fall down that whole logic, right? Yeah, you can't get out of it because you're in a whole new dimension of like nonsense. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not going there. It's, (laughs) I love, I fall down rabbit holes all the time of shit 
that's why I don't use Tor browser anymore because I I went into some dark shit on the deep web that I've seen. And I'm like, I don't know, no thank you anymore. And 99% of it's garbage, but you find that one thing and you're like, man, I, don't know, I wish I didn't see that. And uh, I actually saw something today that was kind of rough because I guess I heard I heard I was watching uh, uh, Tom Segura's podcast, uh, yeah. Two Bears, One Cave. He had Ari Shafir on as a guest and um, they were talking about some fucking cartel video that he saw. On oh, Star. Ah, yeah. Yep. It was it was, it was like a tri- like rival cartel game, so it was like a drive by, and they just it was just fucking. I, I, I saw I saw that one you're talking about. That was I searched, trending. Yeah, I searched it. Yeah, yeah. I searched it today. I don't know why. I fucking I heard them talking oh. about. I'm like, why I have to see this? There, don't ever don't ever look up cartel videos because they're all over. The oh, place. dude, I've seen a lot. They're, they just put them out there, man, and like they don't care, and I don't like it. I don't like that shit. I've seen some pretty fucked up. To see the the degradation of human civilization, yeah, yeah. and and just the, the treatment of people, uh, really really awful. I, I've seen the the Mexican cartels, the South American cartels, and I've seen some in um, um, number in Asia. I've seen different gangs and stuff like that do really fucked up stuff, and it's That's awful. Crazy. I don't like that kind it's of shit, man. Violent. Like it's one thing, you know. People talk about glorifying violence, but when a little kid can look up that kind of shit, like real violence, it's way different. You know what I mean? It's weird, man, because I, I know I was definitely one of those weird fucking kids who was like hung out with their friends and then like, oh, we saw Pain Olympics weird. and yeah, all, all that other shit. shit. All that shit. Uh, we, you I know, it just, I, but I don't know. I don't know how, how much of a big effect it had on me personally. You know, we were. I, know it's, I can't really watch this stuff anymore. Like, yeah. Well, I used to. I used to watch medical. I used to have a channel that was just medical, like operations, uh-huh. and I would watch that during middle school and high school while I ate. I was totally like, mm, <laughs> like I was totally desensitized to it, and and like I can't. We were in a generation that had unfettered access to the most depraved things in human civilization. Oh, yeah. And and I'm glad that we've gotten away from that a little bit. Like it's harder yeah. to find that stuff now for kids a little bit uh, because it ruined our generation. That's why we're such fuck ups. <laughs> uh, you know what, man? I don't know. Do you think of that? Do you, what, what would you think is better, that or do you think uh, the the level of porn that porn is? I, I I don't separate the two at all. I don't separate the two at all. I consider pornography to be. Uh, uh, a degradation of the human spirit by okay, a long yeah, shot. <laughs> and so, but we were in an age of unfettered pornography. Nowadays, people were, you know, they're canceling these porn places because they can't verify these people are adults. Oh, like yeah. credit cards are closing them and good and good. And people, I see people getting mad. They're like, they're hurting sex workers. I'm like, they're making it so children aren't being on porn. Like, what do you mean? Make, you can't verify if two adults are in your video it can't be on online good <laughs> like how is that a bad thing even if that's you not, are that's, that's not a bad thing no, no that's not a bad thing. even if you're a pornographer person who enjoys pornography you, you can't and you have an argument against that you're a fucking sicko <laughs> yeah no that that that's wait, wait wait but why would someone argue against that though uh, because the okay, so Pornhub and all them like logically, uh, logically, why would someone argue? Well, okay, so 
because they're an addict, because they don't really care about the real problems. They just care about their pornography fix. They're, and it's an addictive thing. Coming is addictive. Degradation is addictive. It's just like alcohol. It's just like pot. just like anything else. You can get addicted to the feeling it makes you feel. Yeah. Porn yeah, addicts, so and I can, I can tell you a porn addict, I, I can tell you meaning a porn addict within 30 seconds if they're a porn addict. I, well, I, I but, can. Yeah. Okay, my, my question was, okay, so. What would be their logical you, argument? Against against people uh, verifying age? I'm, I think so I'm, here's, I'm here's the only, okay, so. Credit card companies are not taking, are not accepting Pornhub and those other places to use their services anymore because they're not, they can't verify the age of every person on their video. Right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. So the only argument that I've heard about it that, I, that is, is that it hurts sex workers. And I'm thinking, wouldn't you want there to be regulations in place to make sure they're not being exploited? Well, they don't care about that because I want to have 10,000 porn videos up a day that i can watch i've not heard a real argument uh, against i guess it. i just i just i just don't see the people that would argue against that i just there, i mean it's just like any other vocal minority it's not the majority of people it's it's the the crazy assholes that are doing it and the yeah. porn companies themselves are arguing against it but that's because they just want to make money and they don't really yeah. care if it's children they're showing or not they don't actually care and that's why whenever they got hit with that lawsuit Pornhub deleted what eight million 20 million videos or whatever ridiculous amount it was no oh, crazy they said we don't we don't do that and then they deleted half of their fucking videos well obviously you do it and obviously you know you do it and obviously you yeah, don't care that you a do bunch it. of videos like that then yeah sure probably. Um, and obviously you don't care that you do it <laughs> so you're a liar and you just care about making money and you don't care if children or tra people trafficked or people being raped and there was a bunch on there people saying that i was raped and they put a video online Okay, that's not. Oh, there's a bunch of bunch of those stories out there. A bunch of them, and Pornhub wouldn't take it down. Would not take it down. Yeah. Didn't care. That's they don't wild. care. And so, these porn companies, they don't. You hear this thing like ethical pornography, and there's no such thing as if they can degrade you to make money off of it. They'll degrade you to make money off of it. They do not give a shit. No one gives a shit. I don't know if it's necessarily degrading for every single person that's involved. In I mean, degrading for every single person is irrelevant. It's degrading for people, degrading as a whole. Because if one child is shown being raped or one person that was trafficked is forced into it, you've ruined the whole thing. You've scrambled up the whole bag. If I give you a, a box of donuts, one of them's rotten, probably not going to be too thrilled with eating the rest of them. You know what I mean? Rotten egg and a thing, no, you're not going to... I'm gonna, not following that logic. I don't know. If, well... Rotten food tampers all the other food around it. Do you know that if you put a rotten thing next to a rotten thing, it makes that thing go rotten? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not calling that food though. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, that's why I'm not applying that. I can't apply that logic. For that. You're not, you're not what? I'm, I'm, I'm not calling it that thing though. I'm not, I can't, I can't. I can't oh, so, okay. So let's look at, are you big on police? What do you mean by big on police? Like, do you like, think that there's good police? cops and bad? Do you think there's good cops and bad cops? There's some good cops and bad cops. Some you think that the bad cops make the good cops, cops look worse? Uh, sure. Well, that's the same. Some... That's the same idea. Simply by existing, simply by the negative existing, you've tampered the whole bag. But also, I'm more. I also know that when all that George Floyd stuff was going on, that when I was seeing a bunch of cop videos, yeah, like it was like always on my feed, cops being assholes. 
to all these people beating people all that shit like yeah okay i don't know what my point is it's saying is i'm just mentioning observations well it's true but here's the thing though but if but you have okay so i if was you were... completely ignoring the you know how there's a lot of fucking good cops out there probably probably majority good cops i would say that you know you but the why would you film the uh, good cops too you know well there's plenty there's plenty of filming of good cops there's plenty of that out there i've seen i've seen plenty of it the problem is is that the bad cops kill people and that's much worse <laughs> Yeah, I, I go back to the. I, I think the same way. I think the death penalty. So okay, so you're. I, I'm anti death penalty. Let me give you the reason why. If we kill one innocent person, the whole thing's thrown into account. Because who's responsible for the death of that innocent person? Should we put the jury? Should we kill the jury then? They sentence him to death. Should we kill the judge? He sends an innocent man to death. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not for the death penalty either. Just well, but, but that's that's that. that's the whole point though. Is that once you've started hurting actual people who are innocent the whole thing is called into question once you're okay with that, that dude i separate more that's that's you can separate it all you want but i feel like that's just moral grandstanding because then yeah, the then, then you can then you can separate to the point where it's you're disconnected from the actual problem you've disconnected you just so, don't you don't you, no you don't you don't separate to that point where you're we're disconnecting you know you separate only and then you know make connections where you need to Again, it's a, it's a dance between balancing that shit. So you'd be okay with there being some children that were raped if, as long as most of them weren't? No, okay, you can't you can't just say that someone's but okay that's with the that state. because that's the statement though. That's what it is. It's because it, no, these people they don't, of that they, don't care, they don't care either way. No, so, that's your generalization that statement, and your disregard for the cut for the for how complicated those things can get. How complicated? You can't, so. Yeah. The majority of, of women in pornography that say they don't want to be in it, the majority of prostitutes say they don't want to be prostitutes, the majority, the, the thousands of trafficked women and children and millions of, uh, of raped people and anim also animals, I don't want to even get into that. Uh, uh, there's nothing to be done for that because at some point someone needs to get off. I mean, it's a bigger problem than some porn is bad. It's a, it's a, it's a, it were a human rights violation. I, I'm incapable of making that generalization for me. I can't. I can't. I, I I really feel like it's more complicated than that. And I can't make those connections. And you just well, I, choose I, where you're separating. I, I, I respect that. I just don't separate whenever we uh, when people are actually being hurt. No, and I respect your 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 point of view on this too. I'm just yeah. you know how I. How yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not arguing that you're wrong. We respectfully are disagreeing. I think we're respectfully that. disagreeing on a subject. Oh, totally. that's, this that's is quite. That is quite. Like that is quite complex. Um, I, I just I, I I can't wrap my head around uh, um, ever uh, wanting people, human beings, to be in any sort of position. And this is well, and I, I, mean, I, and I say this and I say this and I'm not talking down to sex workers because I don't blame the sex workers. I blame the Johns. I blame the directors. I blame the producers. I blame the people buying sex, not the sex workers. I, I would never blame a sex worker for having to do something or wanting to do something or whatever. But I blame the people making money off of their hard work and their backs because it's the pimps and the directors and the Johns that are the bad guys, not the porn people, not the, you know what I mean? Those are the bad guys because those are the ones that want to exploit you. Those are the people that don't care, not the worker. You know what I mean? No, I can, I can see that. Yeah, I don't blame a prostitute. I blame the guy buying the prostitute. Like... <laughs> 
she's just doing what she has to do to get through the fucking day or get through the life or do whatever. You know what I mean? And that sucks that she has to do that. Or even if she likes doing it, it still sucks. Like, look at the OnlyFans thing. That's a fucking pyramid scheme <laughs> at best. Yeah. And it's it's been revealed that it's a fucking pyramid scheme. And it sucks that it duped all of these these young people into into what is essentially exploitation in some fashion because that's what a pyramid scheme is and now their stuff's out there forever and whether they care or not some of them will some of them won't but it sucks that they had to go through some some sort of trials and tribulations about it especially because our government sucks so bad that we forced a generation of people into thinking that the only way they could make money was to be naked I know it seems harsh, but like, I don't know, I just, again, I always feel it's more complicated than that for like, I always look at it like case by case, you know. Like oh, very, just, now, now, the OnlyFans thing is very much not a case by case. It is a pyramid scheme. Oh, no, 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 no. That I know, I understand. Oh, okay. I was like, that's not a case by case. I know what happens to the it. content and everything yeah. after and all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, what the technical, there's that content is property of OnlyFans, right? Yeah. And you're fucked. Yeah, you got totally, totally they got totally fucked on that. Everybody got totally oh, fucked totally, on that. Yeah. However you feel about about the issues of pornography or not, that was that's a scam. I mean, it's a big scam. Which is, hey, some guy made his money. That's what that's all he cares about. We got pretty heavy here on the Dark Beast podcast with the uh, with uh, yeah yeah. I don't well, normally I don't normally like to respectfully uh, to talk. Well, I think we came to a conclusion that. that I don't want to argue with you, and oh, I don't want to argue with you either, dude. No. It's because like you got to understand that maybe my my wanting to not I don't know me feeling how I feel. I gotta, I'm just saying I'm ignorant about a lot of shit, and I well, just I only I, know what I know. I think so. I think you want the best out of people. I really think it's yeah. coming from a place. And I, and I and, but I also heart. want people to have their freedom to. Yeah. I want people to have the freedom to do what they want to do. As long as they're do. suffering. Fuck <laughs> you, know. <laughs> They're free to suffer <laughs> as much as they they can suffer as much as they possibly want um, under under Adam's dictatorship. And as long as they're Emphasis suffering, is on the dick. Yeah, as long as they're suffering, it's good. So that's where we're at for you, right? Sure. No wonder you're okay with all of this stuff. It's, it's you know people suffering is fine. You love the cartel videos, and it's all good for you. Uh, <laughs> No, right, no, man. I think Make, it's I, making me look fantastic. I think it's a mark of a, I think it's a mark of a friendship that we can have a discussion like this because it's a very oh, fuck yeah, dude. temperamental. I've had arguments where people were quite uh, opposed to to my views, <laughs> and and likewise, and, and we 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 couldn't talk after that. We weren't friends, and yeah. I think it's a damn shame that people are not well, able to come. I to, think it's 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 a matter of knowing where each other's where each other's hearts are. At, you know. Yeah. But I think we both come from the same, a, a similar place. Speak, we both mean the best out of it. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, I think you're, you live in a sort of fairy wonderland where you think people can be happy. I think a little <laughs> bit. You you live in your own heart, and you live in a a place where you really think that people can be happy, and they just and they they can get that. And that's not wrong. I think that's wonderful. It's a, it's a I appreciate that. Man. I'm glad you see that. But you know what, man. I have to also not to totally disregard what you said, but these days, man, I've been feeling kind of skeptical about the future. <laughs> future of what? Life? The future of everything. Yes, it's, everything. it's quite grim. It's quite grim. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but I, it, it seems to be like a dramatic change from, from how I've been feeling from before the pandemic and now. It's, it's, I, it breaks my heart. 
I think you've hit the nail on the head here is that we are in a in a world that's tumultuous at best it's separated everybody hates each other for the most minor of reasons so. um, we're looking to go to war with russia now coming up really thrilled about that one glad the cold war made a return didn't have that on my bingo card uh cold war back if you got that folks you definitely got a bingo because what the fuck are you talking about like I've been worried about this for about a year now. I'm like, don't go to Ukraine. Let's not involve ourselves in Ukraine. Nope. Going to the Ukraine. Going to get fight with Russia. Just who we want to get into a fight with. People with a better military than ours. Because our military is not military ready anymore. Dude, but I want to say that even though my view towards the future has, been, has gotten a little bit more skeptical, I still think that it's in my best interest and in everybody else's best interest for everyone to still try and maintain some kind of positive. HIV positive, you mean? HIV positive, sure. I think it's yeah. a, I think you have a good sentiment. I think you have a good heart and you're hurt by seeing the people in the world be so miserable. But also I'm, I'm, I'm hurt from feeling so miserable too, man. It's oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling this way too. It's not just me seeing everybody else like, oh, poor, poor everybody. No, I don't want to feel that, that way either, dude. I've been I'm like with you. fucking like I'm thinking seriously it's gotten so bad I'm thinking about the future and I really it's grim for me dude and it makes me feel like I don't want to fucking be around for it you know yeah like obviously I'm not trying to scare anybody with that but with that but like he's I'm, not advocating suicide he's just no, saying he's not, having I'm just saying like I really don't want to it's a shit show dude I just have you thought of, have you thought about I'm going to present you with an option here me and you get the families, go to Iowa. We become Mormons. <laughs> they got compounds and shit. They're like bullet. They're, bullet they're bulletproof, man. <laughs> I won't sell. I don't need. To, I'll say Jesus was white. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, Jesus was white. Whatever you want to hear. Ever you want to hear. Everybody was white. Don't give a fuck. Israel all white. Fine. Can I come in? Come in. Maybe come in. <laughs> That sounds I mean, like a really good Think plan. about it. I, hey, I'm not even fucking around. I was looking it up the other day. I was seriously looking it up. How to become a Mormon. Get into a fucking, yeah, they, they, they have those closed communities and they have fully running communities. Like they have the whole state of Iowa. It's just, it's just a, you're not getting in there. They're going to close that shit off one day and it's going to be a fucking utopia except nobody has a birthday or whatever. Is that them? Is it, is it Iowa or Utah? Utah. Utah. I'm sorry. It's okay, both yeah, but... middle of fucking nowhere. I got them confused. <laughs> it's a, not a real place. But we'll go to Utah. We'll go to BMU. We'll go to Brigham Young University. Me and you. We'll go become teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But no, I was I mean, looking. Okay. I was. Yeah. Good. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I, I know I was, I was getting kind of dark with that, dude. But like, no, like I said earlier, even with all that, I'm choosing to maintain a positive view not, and be hopeful. I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, be foolishly blind or anything. I'm still willing to be somewhat foolish enough to maintain a positive attitude. You're being, you're having, you're having a healthy cynicism, is what you're saying. Yeah. You're, you're, you're keeping an optimism, but you know what? The glass is sometimes half empty. The you know saying. what? Yeah. The optimism is for my self-preservation. And also, I think me acting that way is best for everybody else in the world, too. Not that it, you know, about it all that well much, I, I you know i think that you got a good heart i think you got a good you're a good guy 
and uh, you keep up, keep up, you know, keep up keeping up the best you can. That's all you can do at the moment. You got a little guy there, and one day he's going to kill you and marry your his mother, and that's just the way things go when you have a son. So you know, that to look forward to. That's why I don't have a boy. Um, and that's just how it is. So oh, you're making me think of my uh, my uh, Oedipal joke. <laughs> yeah, your Oedipal. That's why I didn't want a son because one day he'd want to kill me. That's that's a fact. I'm just waiting for the day that I know that one day him and I are going to fight. Yeah. Because someday, yeah. you know, the son has to has to fight his dad. He has to kill him <laughs> and then marry marry his mom or whatever. No, that's a fact. Every son should fight their dad. And to yeah, establish yeah. to establish dominance over him in a in a in a yeah philosophical sense sure no I meant fucking getting there and beat the shit out of that old man yeah yeah old man Ava beats the fuck out of me already she pulls his little fists of fury at me my son dude he's he's fucking aggressive as shit they like, yeah they like the fight man and I hope I hope she didn't get that her mom was a fighter and a cheerleader like she's a scrapper and I fought I did nothing but fight. The entirety through my teenage years into my twenties, fought everybody and everything I could find. Uh, my mom was telling me the other day, and she was like, "All you did when you were in middle school and high school was fight. I would hear you guys fighting for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours." Oh damn! So I would yeah, do I was this, <laughs> so, and her mom was a fighter because she was little and a cheerleader. She would fucking fight bitches, and so Abe was gonna be mean. She be real mean. So hopefully, your boy has your temperament. I hope so too. I think you know what I. Because I, your girl has a temper. I've seen it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's mean. <laughs> she'll come at you. She can be. She can be. And she's got them. She's, she'll come she, with a hot curling iron or something, her. and she'll burn you and shit. She's wild, man. She's fiery, but she's. Hot. I can tell. <laughs> she's a lot. She's a. She messaged me the other day. She's we had a nice called conversation. It was nice. Mm. She won't talk to me because I'm a scumbag. She said. Yeah, you are. Piece of shit. You are, she I said, wonder. She said you're a bad influence <laughs> on him. You got him drunk and philandering. He was sending you dick pics and all sorts of dirty things. And that's a, that's a fact. Emoji. I, yeah. So we're going to end it on that. Yeah. I need the um, picture for Friday's show. Yeah. I don't know what the episode is. Oh, look. It's, it's, I think it's a Twin Peaks uh, one. It's one arm man, yeah. It can't be one arm man. Is it one arm man? Is it, you sure? Yeah. Oh, uh, am I wrong? I don't know. Look, let me look. Can you see me looking? Uh, I can see you looking. I can see flashes on your face. So, where are we at here? Content. Rest in pieces. Episode one, season three, or season one, episode three. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah, we we record oh, ahead. The last twin piece. The last twin piece one was the Wisteria, Wisteria Lodge. Lodge. Yeah, 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 yeah. We record gotcha, ahead gotcha. on these. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. We get we get so far ahead. Sometimes well, I don't want to get to put it on every week because then we don't have one. We have content. We won't. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll run out. We this is the best thing for right now. Ahead. We'll do it eventually every week. I, I you know I've I've grown to like the space a bit you know it's, but yeah. I think eventually more we can put out more if we if we bank a lot you know if we bank a whole bunch we're gonna have to try some months. Patreon content again with maybe wine and wrestling I'm telling you wine and wrestling 
Wine and wrestling is, is sounds fun. We should do that way. We can't get too wine drunk. Wine and sun stuff. Yeah. Uh, I want to do. Let's start. You know what? We'll do a movie first, and then we'll do something. We'll figure it out. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll do. We'll do something. I do think we should have. I think we should have a, a wine and wrestling, like we event should. every so often. Like this is a should, like fancy. Like Dun, 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 dun. And we're we watching have to fucking, do some uh, some yeah. match with the with the brood or with the gangrel. The gangrel and the chalice. Yes. Um, but um, we'll do that. This, it'll just be funny. It's like we have the sophisticated wines and what pairs the best with King of the Ring '98? Well, a fine. This <laughs> <laughs> fine below. Yeah. Uh, I have a Beaujolais. I think yeah. Fucking <laughs> SummerSlam 2000s more of a Riesling kind of. Event. Oh yeah. I think that's a very promising idea. Um, and then we can't get too drunk because I can finish a bottle of wine in like ten seconds, so I'm not going to get fucked up. Over it. I'll, I'll, I'll baby my wine. I used to, I used to drink a bottle of wine every night. But I'm going to just get a bag of wine if we do this. Ooh, just uh, fucking a, a, a vintage Frenzia. <laughs> a vintage Frenzia. <laughs> it is a fine 2019. That should be though. It should be a, a box of boxed wine. Box of wine. <laughs> box God, of wine. my mother would never forgive me for that. She's a wine connoisseur. Oh, she would never settle for the box wine. Huh? She would go a box of what are you drinking? A box of wine? Uh, she'd be so disgusted with me. I would never. I, Dude, I was one. I was one of those fucking um, silly douchebags one year at Coachella where I where I got the the, the bag out of the box. Space and I bag. Had to slap space yeah, bag. Slap the bag and everything, and yeah. then you got to do the thing. I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> so I, I'm talking to this girl. I mentioned her before. Um, I didn't mention her today, but and she drinks champagne. Oh wow! Just like normally, like regularly, it's sparkling wine. She's not drinking cha- like expensive champagne, but I'm like, you drink what? She's like champagne. I'm like, you drink, you you get drunk regularly on champagne. I said, what kind of high class '80s hooker am I talking to? It sounds like the chick out of that movie I told you to watch that you probably haven't seen yet. SFW. So no, no, I have it on the list. The endless yeah, list. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I get, no reason I, get, I brought it up except for the champagne. There's like a big yeah. champagne weird. Scene. I love champagne. I'm a big champagne guy. Not a, I'm not a huge. I like a Moet and Chardon Imperial Extra Dry or Dom. Uh, I don't care for the new movements of sparkling wines that are in. I, I don't want to get into it. It's a whole thing. But uh, and then oh, yeah, I got to watch all this stuff. And then Coral's telling me to watch Yellow Jackets. It's it's good. Watch Yellow Jackets. And her means I'm sick and tired of watching stuff that people want me to watch. I want to watch I mean, stuff that I want to watch. You watch it when you want to watch it. You watch it if you. If you I don't know what anybody. She's tagging me in posts. And I don't fucking understand any of them. I don't know. She's like, "Oh, you're in yeah. this," and I'm like, "I don't know who these characters are." Can't we watch old stuff that I recall? <laughs> Yellow Jackets is good, dude. I know yeah, it's I like good. It. <laughs> I have stars or whatever. Showtime, yeah. Have it on my Hulu. Jess's mom wanted to watch Dexter because she likes Dexter. I'm not gonna watch Dexter. Yeah. And the, I know the last those last two seasons of the original run were fucking yeah. awful. Well, the books were bad. I never read the books. No. They were terrible. He gets magic powers in the third one. Darkly dreaming Dexter. It was bad. They uh, watch uh, watch that uh, that that new. Uh, don't maybe is John. I don't want to do it. That's good. As, was I mean, John Lith- is John Lithgow in it? He just has like one small part in it. I don't want. So, I want to. So, I. You know, I have a new rule. I'm only watching new things if John Lithgow is in them. Well, he has Repeat, a part in it repeatedly. Has he, a big. He films a one small I will, part in it. I will only watch the 
second Buckaroo Bonsai movie when it comes out. Right. You remember Buckaroo Bonsai? No, I don't. Dimension? Buckaroo Bonsai no. was, is a fantastic movie starring Peter Weller as a character by the name of Buckaroo Bonsai, who was a white guy raised by an Asian man. And he is... Jeff Goldblum is a Jewish cowboy in it. Nice. John Lithgow is an evil scientist. Of course. There are several men by the name of John Big Booty. It is a movie that is truly an inspiration to us all that made no money, was not popular, did not get a sequel, and no one has talked about since 1989. I am a huge fan of Buckaroo Banzai across the fifth dimension. I'm going to have to watch this across the dimension. <laughs> you will you'll get a kick out of it. You will be like, this is, it's like RoboCop without the violence. <laughs> oh, but the violence is so good in RoboCop. Was, which we had Leland Palmer in that. Yeah. And Red Foreman. We had two dads, two big dads. And uh, uh, I think we mentioned it before, but Miguel Ferrer was in it too, right? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was the, he was the, another bad guy. <laughs> they were all, everybody was a bad guy except for Peter Weller and then everybody was a bad guy. Uh, I believe that was it. Him and the yep. the broad, the young lady. <laughs> um, I don't I don't even know who she is. That scene where they fucking kill him, though. What a scene, huh? Oh God, yeah. Oh, wow. Blowing him apart. And you know <laughs> they only show footage of of bad things happening to cops. They never show the good footage of the things happening to the cops. Wait. <laughs> Going back to what you said. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny well, about that about well, Robo about Robot Cop the movie what? is it's it's like Detroit today. There's very little difference, except really? there's no robots. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see? It's like a murder. It's the murder capital of the country. It was just it's terrible. They stopped. They stopped caring. They're just like we're done. We just walled it off. It's, uh, it's so cold in the D, right? Yeah. If you put one <laughs> robot, if you put one robot cop in there place would turn right around saw a documentary about it you know what it was called robocop robocop 2 <laughs> well on that note sir i have to say i'm hungry yeah i'm fasting again for allah which oh, you're trying, not, you're I was not doing to uh, get, get under your skin right now and bring up some uh, ptsd of saying i'm hungry uh, I, yeah, I, I got it. I don't like it. That's why I'm. Uh, you, <laughs> so can't you, just do you can't just do of, it. Uh, Are you actually hungry? It. I am. <laughs> See, my reaction is to ask you if you're actually hungry, and I'm like I can't help it. I just. You actually want something? I would say. What do you want? I don't know. Make me something. I have to figure hey, out what that hey, meant. You're, you're, you're fasting. Praise Allah. All right. A little. I'm not doing it for Allah. I think it's. I think the days are good. It just so happens it lines up doing with it for the gays. The gays fast. I don't know. They're fast. Not all of them. I've done plenty of fat gay guys. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> how many? How many? I've thought. I mean, I've thought. I know more fat gay guys nowadays than I know fat regular guys. It's ridiculous. So who are you fasting for? For myself, because I'm a fat oh. guy. Oh, you have to fast for a group though. So who do you, who do you claim? It's intermittent fat uh, for a, for a religion? I don't know. Give me. A, <laughs> I had to pick one. Um. Oh boy. Uh, I like the Sun Wukong guy, the handsome monkey prince. 
Was there intermittently fasting for the handsome monkey prince? I don't know. If it sounds so cheesy to be doing it for him. Like I'm trying to impress him, you know? You'd be impressed. I don't really. I'm doing it for the non-denominational God that you like to talk about. The non-religious God. The non-religious. <laughs> the non-religious God. The non-religious God. Um, I really like his style. He doesn't really I'm stand for anything. Or I'm mean a anything. Fucking idiot. <laughs> he doesn't really mean anything or stand for anything. He's got no real opinions. He's the non-religious God. What is he doing? Hey, who's that? That's I'm, not... I'm the non-religious God. <laughs> I who's have no the... real opinions. <laughs> how's that? Go- how's that God doing? We don't know. He's got no opinions. <laughs> hey, God, how about abortion? How about it? <laughs> how about it? Hey, what did I tell you? I am. I'm fucking this emoji. <laughs> like, I'm the non-religious God. guy. <laughs> yeah, the non-religious. It was so nice when you did it. I didn't want to make fun of you too much last episode. Now that that episode's gone. I think that shows a perfect example of you understanding where I'm coming from. I understand where you're coming from. But me knowing that I'm a total dumbass when I say that. But I knew that it's the only way I can get my point out and you would still understand it. I understood it. But now that it's a thing, I I can make fun of it now that it's a thing. Oh, I already knew you were going to make fun of it. That's the thing. (laughs) I would like to claim some of the genius of this. What are you going to eat? What are you going to eat? I want to know what you're going to eat. Because I'm starving. So I want to hear about your food. I think we'd have to. I might have some cereal. Dude. What kind of cereal you have? A bunch of notes. Bunch of what? Honey bunches. <laughs> a bunch of what? Honey bunches of oats. Oh, honey I like honey bunches of oats. That shit's yeah. good. I get the I get the ones with the like white something in it. Something on a white stuff in it. I don't know. Nah, it's something. I don't know what. It is. Milk. Almonds. Like almonds. Yeah, it's almonds. Cereal? Almonds. No, I use I use. I've been trying. I use almond milk because I don't like regular milk. Yeah. Or someone recommended me nut milk, and I didn't like it. I got some nut milk. For yeah, you, I got some. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't like it. She was like, "Get the get the nut milk," and I'm like, "Okay." And it tasted like fucking watered down cum. So I was like, "Well, I could just have regular cum if I wanted this." I'm gonna water yeah, my cum. Regular, I don't I water my cum down. Milk. Yeah, I don't water <laughs> it down. My cum is. It tastes like metal and pineapple. It's awful. So if you want that, ladies. Um, Think about it. <laughs> so, uh, what are we going to talk about next week? Nina Simone's gum. <laughs> I'm saying this for the people. <laughs> oh, we're talking about we're going to talk about Nina Simone's gum, and we're going to try to avoid shooting vaginas uh, in that episode. I'll probably forget about shooting vaginas by next week. <laughs> for uh, for the sake of not getting taken down on YouTube, we're talking about shooting vaginas as in filming vaginas, right? No. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly, if YouTube, if someone has to manually review this on YouTube and they've got to sit through no, two, we're not big fucking, that to happen. two we're not, we're not fucking big hours of this, actually, we can just put age restriction on it. That's all that would happen. We're not advocating any violence. Yeah. We're just talking about gross stuff. <laughs> so, YouTube, if someone's main, if someone in YouTube is manually watching two fucking hours of this, I'm so no, sorry. No, but so I, I imagine that everything that we say is, you know, going through some kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know. Well, no. If you if you if they were if they violate you and you request a review, someone has to manually review it. Mm. You can request like a manual review, which I would. <laughs> <laughs> we can, maybe we can get them on here to watch it with us. We can do a watch along of our own program 
with the YouTube and guy. The problem was. <laughs> yeah. He can he can have a good old time. Then he's probably fine. All right. Uh, good night. Good night.